Welcome to White Boy Dancing on Off the Edge Podcast <laughs> with Matt, Zach, and Q. I made it. Yay. <laughs> so what are we listening to, Matt? We are listening to something original. Just threw together the other day. Uh, we may use in the future. May not. We're using it tonight. Yeah. On the podcast. Sneak preview. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Hey, this is episode 11. That it is. We've made it to episode 11. We're halfway there. us. We're only doing 22 episodes? Well, we started late in the year, so it'd be 26 episodes a year. Ah. So we're probably over halfway. Man. Close to it. Well, it's a good time to check in with people. Yeah, yeah. Let them know what we're doing, I guess. Yeah. So now that you know who the fuck Edge Over Edge is... (laughs) What the fuck are they doing? (laughs) There you go. That's the question. Well, the short answer is we're uh, working on music. Yeah. Yeah, well, we've got a lot of other things going on, too. This is uh, actually... We're recording this Saturday before Father's Day. Um, And Quentin here just got him a little something in the mail. Woo-woo. Tell us about it. Just want to show it off. It took... Four years in the making, man, but I graduated college, man. Got my bachelor's degree, polymer chemistry. Woo! Go chem up some polymers. <laughs> so now what are you going to do with that? Uh, I'm going to work till the day I die. <laughs> <laughs> As the rest of us. So, uh, you know, it. Uh, we don't have any air conditioning in this place, and, and to keep down the noise, we, we turn off the fans uh, when we record a podcast, so nobody else wanted to come because it's kind of hot in here. Well, I don't think that was the reason. No, that wasn't the reason. We had uh, big plans um, to do this catch-up episode, and we were going to have our, our new man, Daryl Rocky, in here with us. Uh, unfortunately, he got called into work, so I guess you're stuck with the old three, the old guard. Dude, this is like my second time on here. Like, they're not stuck with me. They're just glad I'm back. Like, <laughs> <laughs> back by popular demand. Hi, Alex. Thanks for the shout out. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, we're chilling here, drinking PBRs like always, or uh, trying to get our hands ready for the end of the night. If you don't know. Poker hands. Poker hands. Let's, let's clarify that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we're going to throw hands at the end of the night. It's going to be a showdown. EOE Fight Club. <laughs> there you go. First rule, string PBR. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So uh, we, did a, we did a little thing a while back where we, uh, where I guess I, but you guys kind of got on, in on the chat, um, tried to do a live stream and, and share some of the new songs that we've been working on. Um and you know the whatever was going on with streaming that night, it, it was weird. But those songs were not uh, were not played the way they were. Meant. Yeah, it was it was weird. Something I, with the sample rate or something going on was just screwing up I, the, the audio thing, on the feed. The so. only thing I can think of is is uh, sometimes for um, for streaming, there's a what they call a variable bit rate, so it, oh, it, it yeah. dynamically changes if you know there's too much traffic one time so it slows things down but it was so weird because like it would only affect part of the stream so i like literally the guitars would do something weird and the drums were doing normal or were doing something weird 
which it doesn't make any sense to me because, you know, it's just a, a stereo track. And then by the time we were done, hell, we were just sending like the left side mono track. So I don't know. We got rid of the evidence and, and we're here to rectify that in a, in a controlled a way. controlled environment. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, happy Father's Day. Uh, it'll be, uh, it'll be after the fact, but to, to all the dads out there, hope you have a good day tomorrow. Um, so in retrospect, I hope you had a good day. Yeah. So Quentin, what are you doing for your dad on Father's Day? Uh, I am on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and I graduated college. <laughs> All right. That's a pretty good gift. That's pretty good. It's all right. Yeah. <laughs> I got a thumbs up after, from him after I told him I graduated. He's like, that was all I got. That's, a, that's, what? that's, that's what dads do. Yep. yep. What dads do. So how are my grandkids? Oh, they're they're good. Uh, Atlas, our sulcata tortoise that uh, me and my girlfriend have, uh, she's huge. She probably really yeah. Wow, still fits in my hand. But right, considering we got her when she was like that big, she's huge. She's getting taller. She's getting wider. Wow, she's a big girl. Yeah, uh, Reptar is still a brat. That's our bearded bearded dragon and uh, Moody. Really? Yes. He's got so much personality. So he did. They both did okay because you had uh, you were without AC for a couple of weeks. Yeah, two weeks. And uh, well, you know, the first week we were really worried about it, and then we both just kind of came to the conclusion: well, if it's already hot in the apartment, just go ahead and turn off the the heat lamps that they got because they're maintaining their temperature just fine. Right. Right. Yeah. So. But we still had like a like a UV lamp for uh, Atlas, um, so that way she could still get some like natural sun, some vitamin D. Yeah, hmm. something that I definitely don't get. Right, <laughs> it's important, man. Yeah. Taking a supplement. Yeah, I do actually. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Actually, there's a lot of a lot of data out there that shows uh, uh, people that have had COVID um, were vitamin D deficient. Right, right. Oh, um, among other things, you know, but or people but, that got it bad. You yeah, know. there was a, a vitamin D deficiency. Yeah. Oh, sweet. It's like not can't necessarily say it's a causal thing, but it's there's definitely a statistical correlation oh, between yeah. being insufficient in vitamin D and getting really severe symptoms with COVID nineteen. So take your damn supplements, people. It's, it's, or, it's or important. Get out, or get outside. Yeah. I mean, that'd be the number one thing. It's definitely picking up at work, man. It's it's crazy. Yeah? Yeah. Work is picking up or COVID is picking up? Both. Really? I mean, you know, Whoa. everybody everybody that did all the lockdown stuff, um, you know, like our, our store closed early, like right. shifted our closing hours. So that way they could disinfect and clean more and all that stuff. Well, on the freight side of things our freight just like went through the roof because you know everybody got a stimulus check you know, sure people are they have a lot more free time around the house so they're doing those side projects right um and so we've just been slammed with freight just trying to keep up but, <clears throat> and then with all this stuff inching closer and closer every day man it's, it's crazy yeah so i try to look out for my team as much as i can just gotta ride the wave Yes, sir. If a shark gets you, a shark gets you. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. It's a good analogy. <laughs> I mean, be as safe as you can, but, uh, gotta deal with life as it comes at you. Mm hmm. One day at a time. That's why I tell them. 
Yeah. Yeah. So what have you been up to, Zach? Working. Being a dad. Yeah. <laughs> working on some music. Yeah, uh, yeah, actually. Um Yeah, for once, like I actually got a little free time and just like by myself without these guys, like sat down and like tried to actually do something productive, which hasn't been really the status quo for me <laughs> the last little while. Yeah, how exactly did that happen? You get a get lucky with a nap or uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, um I I uh happened to have the day off and my wife had to work all day, so she was out of the house, and I had plans um, with my dad, and they fell through, so I had the kid in daycare, wow. so it just worked, and I was like, I've got like hours to myself for once. <laughs> what do I do? Yeah, oh my God. So uh, so much room for activities. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, I want to do stuff. So... Uh, man, it's hard to say that there's anything special. Just been trying to keep abreast of the situations out in the world. Been trying to, uh, you know, be a good parent by uh, trying to have open discussions and by example, working hard, trying to be responsible. Where's the fun in yeah. that? Uh, it's it's not <laughs> it's not always fun, but like you said, it's like. You know, one foot in front of the other, one day at a time. Sir. And, you know, that's the only way we get anywhere, so. Well, we've uh, we, we recently uh, returned to live music performance. Um, we had a great time at June Jams, uh, June 6th, uh, over west or east of Parsons. Um, and and coming out of that, that the, actually that day, um, I have a Ford Explorer, and that's kind of the the go-to equipment hauler and uh, it was it was groaning when when steering or you know making turns so we loaded it up with uh, power steering fluid and it's it's been a good vehicle uh, it's been quirky from day one and uh, so kind of after that show we started poking around looking and uh, so I'm, I'm happy to say we got a new gig vehicle it's uh Yay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, ironically, it's a truck. You wouldn't think that that would be a great gig vehicle, but um, I've I've shown both of them the the the, uh, the rear portion of it, and it's got a lot of room. It's, uh, Matt likes to show his rear. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Take the top up. And <laughs> <laughs> no, but we got a topper on it. It's a Ford F one fifteen. It's got Super Crew. So we're. Uh, we're excited about that. It's going to be able to pull a lot of shit and hopefully take us to a lot of gigs comfortably. Mm-hmm. One of the worst things about that Explorer here at, at the end was the uh, the AC went out. Ooh. Yeah. And so, naturally. And the heat went out, too, didn't it? Yeah, but we got the heat fixed. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah, and then when the heat was fixed, the, the, AC, the AC went stopped. out. Yeah. About the time, <laughs> about about the time, time the it started changed. warming up. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say. It was too it was... cold to go out there and fix it. No. Uh, we got it fixed. So he got, uh, Colby had been driving it for a few months um, before, you know, school shut down. I was going to say one of those, one of those rides back from the gig. I remember one of our gigs. I can't remember which one it was, but it was a long distance drive one and the no heater. All of us were just like, (laughs) that was, uh, that was the last time at TJ's or, or maybe it was Jimmy B's, but it it was, yeah, it was Jimmy (laughs) Jimmy B's. It was cold and it was cold and the heat wasn't working then. Yeah. That was, that was all before the shutdown. Um, so, you know, we, we've got one show under our belt for 2020, (laughs) 
But we have, uh, we actually do, yeah, we actually do have uh, a few lined up, uh, provided the, the, the numbers don't force another shutdown before we get to them. Uh, we're supposed to play at uh, TJ Leland's in, in Pittsburgh with uh, Coventry Sacrifice and Rage is My Rival on July 10th. So not too far off. Um, we've got, we've got something planned, um, for August 1st. Uh, it's going to be, uh, I think over in the, the Crestline area, which is north of Riverton, um, south of Pittsburgh. Um, don't really have any details on that yet. Uh, other than that we're, we're supposed to play and run sound. So there's, there's that going. Uh, and then the weekend after that's, uh, trauma fest. Which will which will be awesome. It'll Head- be traumatic. Yeah, <laughs> headline headliners. We got uh, Kira from Oklahoma City, um, and they always deliver. They yeah, uh, they're amazing, they're incredible, so, yeah. incredible musicians. Uh, and and they're just one of the many acts. So it, it's going to be a good day. We got we got bands from Oklahoma City, uh, uh, Joplin, obviously Cherryville, uh, South Coffeeville. Ghost in the Atlantic's playing. Uh, Hell yeah! Pittsburgh, uh, I think Rage's. I think I think just about every show we're doing in this year is with Rage's. Rage's my rival, which hey. is all right. Hell yeah! Um, but uh, so yeah, there's a whole list of bands. We'll, we'll need to get Wayne on here um, before too long. Start talking about Trauma yeah, Fest. Yes, definitely. Do that in July, hopefully. I was going to say I was like uh, speaking of Trauma Fest. Um, on top of getting my bachelor's degree i've also been accepted into graduate school so i'm already working on my master's i started taking classes this summer um but with my my first class of my master's degree um it's engineering project management and i have to assume the role of a project manager well for my project that i have chosen and you know it can be fictional, real, whatever, mm-hmm. just whatever you can put your mind to. I decided that I was going to be like the project manager of setting up an event like Trauma Fest. Oh, yeah. And I really broke down about as many pieces as I could break down about everything that goes into a live music event, like on the scale of Trauma Fest or, you know, any of the other venues, for example. Sure. And... uh it's crazy, man, just how many pieces work together into to putting it all on. Sure, uh, sure. And I think the, the biggest thing with it is I just really, really wanted to show some nerds that <laughs> <laughs> it's not just a simple, you know, you plug in your amp and you go. I mean, right. it, it takes work. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. God damn, dude. It it's, not, it's not just like, oh, I'm going to bring my drumsticks to the gig or I'm going to bring my guitar and yeah. it's going to be all set up for me. And no, no, sir. No. It would be great, wouldn't it? Oh, God. <laughs> That's what backlines are for. Yeah. But it has. has but then been, you'd be pissed that your sound was shit. And oh, not, yeah. Oh, nothing's the way I want it. But it has been really, uh, really enjoyable starting starting that class because that's what I want to do career wise is be an engineering project manager. So, yeah. Well, that's cool. But. <clears throat> Yeah, so, okay. So, looking, I went ahead and pulled up uh, Trauma Fest because I want to give you guys all the information I can. <clears throat> Rage is my rival, opens up, and then Ghost at the Atlantic. Ghost in the Atlantic. Just, I'm going to interrupt you real quick. Didn't they just drop their CD? They did. They did yesterday. Yeah. 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 Lost so in transmission. Check that Lost shit out if you haven't already. Spotify, it's it's Apple Music, 
It's Google Play. It's on all of them. Shit is booping, dude. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, well, for real, man. They got they got two of my favorite song titles of all time: Shit Show and Sweet Bippy. Yo, so Sweet Bippy cracks my shit up because whenever like we were doing that podcast with yeah. him, I knew exactly what meme that came from. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's funny is Sweet Bippy's heavy as fuck, too. Mm-hmm. It's an awesome song. Um, okay, so Rage is My Rival, Ghost in the Atlantic. They watch us from the moon. Um, they're from Topeka or Lawrence. Oh, we get to see them again, huh? Yes, yeah. So uh, Quentin and I got to see them at Harvest Doom Fest last year in, in Lawrence at the Bottleneck, which I do have word that the Bottleneck is opening back up, but right now the plan is September. For- okay. For them to open back oh, up. for them to open. Yeah. Um, Great venue. Yeah. I loved being there. Yeah. After they watch us from the moon, we got Civil, and they're from the KC area. Uh, Forever Faded, which is from the Chanute area. Uh, us, Edge Over Edge, um, from this area. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cherryville, Independence. Um, Parsons, you know, Daryl's from Parsons. So. Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh. I've been okay. living there three yeah. years now. I yeah. think I can. Yeah, I guess you're considered a resident. Yeah. Yeah, what's your zip code? Uh, 66762. All right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> you had to think about it. <laughs> um, after us is Terracuda. Um, I believe they're from Chanute. Yes, they are. Yeah. Now, we've seen them before, haven't we? Uh, I don't think we've seen them before. Really? Yeah. Could have sworn. I'm, I'm anxious to see them, though. Um, we got Sign Lies from Oklahoma City, which is freaking phenomenal. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. They're, they're another one that just yeah. kicks much ass. So much energy. I, I, I don't think I had that energy when I was that young. I want to see some windmills, man. You will. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited. Uh, we got 13 Minutes. I believe they're from Tulsa. Um, then we got The Order of Elijah from Joplin. Played with them before. Yeah. yeah. And well, they rock as well. We didn't play with them. We ran sound. Yeah, we ran sound. Yeah, I think them. I yes. think that was uh, them, Flosion, and Galaxia. Yes, yes, it was. Well, yeah. uh, I, we took advantage of having Zach in both bands. So. I I was in the room with them. So well, yeah, you were in the room. I've, I've played with them. So. You were in the room. You're a musician. <laughs> you played with them, uh, and then closing out the show is Kira from Oklahoma City. <clears throat> so that is going to be an epic day. Oh, oh yeah. Also, that it is. It's hosted by uh, Big Will from One Hundred Six Six The Blast, um, which is he's always been a huge supporter of of our band and mm-hmm. any other small local bands. Great Great guy. Big local bands. Great I mean, guy. yeah, does a lot for the community. Uh, and what's going to be extra f- special and fun this year is we also have the comedic stylings of Craig McGee and Rick Felt Hell yeah. to come oh, yeah. to come do bits in between bands too. So. Hell yeah. Uh, you know, there should be a, that should be a lot of fun. Um, you know, don't have to just cue music while everybody runs and gets beer. Now they'll have some comedy stylings. Uh, food? Uh, I do believe, um, there will be food on site. I don't know all of it. I, I, I know the catering situation for the bands, uh, um, but okay, I, I don't know yet about, uh, mm-hmm. but I know that there, there's a lot of, of food, um, nearby yeah uh, actually i think there's a, a pizza joint right across the street oh no joke. Mm-hmm. yeah um and of course you know the best barbecue in the world oh dudley's done right barbecue oh my god uh we'll be I there i haven't had it in like two years man i'm dying oh yeah it, it's something else 
And it's been a while for me too, man. It's been the good thing too is long. it's been too yeah. long. And it'll be at the uh, Timeout Tavern, so it'll be indoors. Um, you know, so when it's super freaking hot in August, you'll be able to go inside and enjoy it. We don't have to worry about rain. Uh, yeah. The whole reason the the event got moved indoors last year was because of the threat of rain, and I think it did actually rain. Yes, it was like midday. It rained, mm-hmm. but uh, but you know the the bar had a great time, um, made some money, and they were like, "Yeah, let's do it again." So it was like, "Okay, cool." That takes a, a lot of stress, you know, worrying about the weather and having to line up a stage, and right. you know. Um, I think I think we may be providing some some sound support. Uh, I told them that we weren't going to run sound. Okay, um, but you know if they needed like the powered subs or something like that, we sure. could probably haul those up there. Uh, we got to figure that out in the next couple of months. But uh, I'll move shit. some time. If they ask me questions, man. It's just I just play. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I just make these things rumble. Uh, I'm the boom boom man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the thing I i've been have. watching i've been watching uh re-watching uh avatar the last airbender not the movie the series and uh that made me think of sparky wrong with the sparky, movie? sparky boom man <laughs> <laughs> i forgot about that thing. so there was a meme i saw the other day it, it cracked my shit up it was it was like a book it was like avatar the last airbender right yeah and it was like how much plot and all that stuff right and then right next to it there was a book that was about this big and it said, Avatar Last Airbender if Momo had a gun. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, that would have really shortened the story. Right. <laughs> I saw a good one that had, the punchline was something about Appa. And I can't remember it. So never mind. I didn't say anything. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I know to the, the people out there that don't know much about it, it's a cartoon. But, uh, it's one it's not of the a best. Cart- it's not a cartoon. It's art, man. It's like, it's one of the best shows you'll you'll ever see. So. Really is character uh, arcs. Yeah, everything. exactly. Like what? Gra- I've probably said this before. If I have, you know, then fuck off. <laughs> I'm gonna say it again. Uh, you know, the plot could be lacking, and the characters could be well developed, and I think it would be a successful thing. But this has a great plot, and it has very developed characters that progress. For even what you might consider a throwaway episode or a filler episode, right. still advances a character or uh, some kind of arc in some way. Like nothing is just disposable. No, right. I was no, like, it all adds to. Yes. I mean, Dad and I's favorite episode is a completely side. It has nothing that ties into the plot directly. Like it's all just character backstory. Yeah. And oh my god, it's my favorite episode. I. You know, ever since they put it back on Netflix, um, I just went through and found that specific episode because it's so good. Yeah. Just got a lot of great life lessons in it. Yeah, I saw uh, somebody had posted, it was like a three three picture, three panel breakdown of of the value of, of the show. I mean, the the diversity of the characters, the strong females throughout the, you know, just... Yep. just uh, you know, and it even mentioned, you know, there's even the, even the, you know, one-off stories add some value to it. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it, it, it's just really, really good show. I'll probably watch it again. I think, uh, I think yeah, we need again. to do a secret tunnel cover. <laughs> secret <laughs> tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> you use it for an intro, so. <laughs> That'd be a good one. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. Well, well, I mean, kind of my life in a nutshell here lately. <laughs> I mean, considering it's Father's Day tomorrow, um, one of my favorite memories with my dad is uh, I actually watched all of Avatar: The Last Ember, Airbender. He and I watched it together when it first came out on Netflix. How many years ago? Like a long time ago. Long time ago. It was ago. on, and then it was gone. I was like, no. And both he, <laughs> both he and I, just committed to we won't watch it unless we both watch it. And yep. we watched every single episode all together, and it was a good time. Yeah. Yeah, so he's he's been telling me about the the Legend of Korra, which I ha- I haven't watched yet because uh, you know one it's not on Netflix. Well, I found out it's on CBS All Access. Oh, okay. Um, and so CBS All Access has a uh, a seven day free trial. So I started that today. Mm-hmm. I'm going to watch all four seasons in the, this next week. And I, I really, if I have extra time, then I will watch Picard. So you can talk yeah, to me th- about that. I did the same thing to watch Picard. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Oh, seven day free trial. I could do this, but right? I, I really got to give praise to legend of the Korra too, because yeah. I mean, it don't go in expecting avatar two. No. Yeah, it's not, but it is, it is just as good. It is good in its own setting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and it's been good so far. I think I'm five or six episodes in already. I, I, that's my that's my Father's Day plan tomorrow. It's just power through Legend of Korra, which nice. I didn't realize that uh, I was reading up on it. So, you know, I, I figured it was similar to um, Avatar, and it was uh, you know twenty twenty two episodes, and I guess I guess they separated the seasons, or you split up the seasons um, to the books. So there are four books, uh, but I think they're only like twelve thirteen. Episodes, yeah. so yeah, there's there's a good chance I may finish it tomorrow, and then I'll have the rest of the week to watch Picard. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I've been watching. Uh, I'm st- getting into the second season of Ozark. I've heard a lot <clears> of good <throat> things about it. Yeah, me too. Oh, dude. Yeah, yeah. It's it, uh, like um, Crystal, my wife has watched the first season before and she was watching it she started it when i was probably doing band stuff right so i came in and i like kind of started watching it and i was like man this seems kind of slow i don't know about this but yeah it's intense it is intense and it's super good uh jason bateman's in that right yes and he directs some episodes yeah yeah speaking of him and directing did you ever watch uh, the outsider Yeah, yeah i did yeah, I think we talked was, about yeah. it. Yeah, it was it was pretty good. Oh, it was, yeah, I liked it. It was dark. It was very dark. It was, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad I ha- I listened to or no, I haven't listened to the story yet. Um, but you know, sometimes it's it's because you know my mom reads Stephen King, and you know he he's my hero because he always puts out a, something that I can get her for Mother's Day or her birthday <laughs> or Christmas. Yeah. Uh, when he's gone, it's going to be horrible. Uh, but, uh, so she reads all that. And of course she told me, you know, it, and it, it's going to happen even in a mini series. It, it left out a lot of stuff. Um, sure. but I'm, sometimes I'm, I'm glad to watch it first and then go back and, you know, get all the extra right. stuff. I mean, cause I enjoyed that season immensely. Some, was, something I like about doing things that way is that you kind of, um, especially if if the series is well done you kind of have that visual of what the 
scene looks like and the characters and when you're reading the story it's like you can see those actual people doing yeah. the things yeah oh, it it's like, kind of neat uh, it was like you and i's conversation about uh legend of dritz yeah like his his combat scenes are so like yeah. descriptive and you can literally you can see it yeah right? you can see move for move yeah. he explains so detailed like how the it's, combat it's happens really good yeah so. r.a salvatore yep good old bob yeah but that's uh, badass speaking of actors um in legend of Korra, i think it's like season two that you'll run into it but uh aubrey plaza uh, yeah, I saw she was in the cast. Voice is a character. I absolutely fucking love her character. <laughs> well, you know who did the voice of uh, Mako? Hmm. Who? Uh, David Faustino. Oh, really? Bud Bundy? Yeah, Bud Bundy, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he's Mako. Yeah, cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, but there's, there's a stacked cast. I mean, it's, when you go through it. But it's great. I was telling Quentin earlier, I watched that first episode, and there was... There was Grand Grand Katara, and I was like, <gasps> "Yeah, they call me up. Grand Grand." Yeah, like, <laughs> oh. uh, especially uh, ju- after just finishing, you know, yeah. Avatar. Like, right, oh. dude. It happens the whole series. But yeah, I mean, like se- second episode, or hell, it may have been the first. One. No, it was the first one because that's when she goes to Republic City, and I and I don't want to spoil a damn thing, but okay. I cannot wait until you see a certain character <laughs> oh, okay and then well, that's and the one you said i'll know yeah, yeah you'll know, know you'll know when you see it because it gives off some strong star wars vibes <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> I, I love it <laughs> i absolutely love it nice like i'll come back on an episode and then i'll talk about it but i'll give a bunch of spoiler alerts you know like well, you know, honestly, um, aside from from Avatar and and some some movies here and there, uh, I really haven't been watching a lot. Uh, and uh, you know, we keep talking about different things that we should watch, and it's like, man, you know, finding the time to do that, and um, you know, maybe I will, maybe I won't. Shit, I've I've never watched an episode of Game of Thrones yet. So, you you know what <laughs> yeah. I started? I started a. Uh, Started watching the Eric Andre show, and it the, is what is it? The Eric, Eric Andre. Andre show, and it is the most off the wall crazy shit you will ever see. <laughs> the Eric Andre show, yes. I have no I idea what this is. Highly recommend it. It's on. Yes, uh, please, sir. Yes, please. Um, highly recommend it. It's on Hulu. Okay. And I'll just be honest with you: you're probably gonna lose brain cells watching it. <laughs> <laughs> But it is so off the wall, absolutely insane, that half the time I'm watching it, I'm like, I can't believe they got away with putting this on live television. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was on Adult Swim, to be fair, but, but that's what I've been watching. So, Right on. Aside from that, I mean, just work and sleep, man. Work, sleep, school work. It's grinding. Grinding away. Yes, you guys watch, either one of you watch the movie Underwater? Mm-mm. No. Christian Stewart? Kind of like, uh, kind of like Alien. Underwater. Okay, I know what you're talking about. I haven't seen it yet, but yeah, yeah. I remember the previews for it. It's it's very Lovecraftian in 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 creature design. Really, um, got some Cthulhu's in it. Uh, pretty much, yeah. Uh, it, you know, it it it's pretty much a throwaway movie, but that doesn't make it a bad movie. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, right. Yeah, you watch uh, it once and you're pretty much good. 
after that. Well, it, it, you know, honestly, a guilty pleasure of mine is the core. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, the science in that's horrible. <laughs> you know, and it's, you know, it's basic save the earth over a, a stupid idea. But it's one of those that, man, if there ain't nothing else on, I'm watching the core. Right. And, and, uh, and underwater is kind of, kind of turned into that. It was, uh, the Blu-ray was like, I don't know, 10 bucks or something like that. And so I was like, oh, what the hell? I wanted to see it anyway, you know? So I bought it mm-hmm. and I've watched it a few times. Um, well, it must be pretty good if you watched it a few times. Yeah. 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 I mean, as many movies yeah. as we watched. Yeah. If we, <laughs> if we give it a double take. It's, yeah. It's yeah. Good. For sure. That's, that's an endorsement. Oh, I know? mean, I mean, jumping back in terms of like, like movies um, that you kind of keep coming back to. The one that I love the most in terms of like science and just the story is Sunshine. That's a good movie. It is a damn good movie. Have you ever watched it? I don't know. Who's in it or what? It, what is it? Uh, Killian Murphy, Chris Evans, Michelle Yeoh. Uh, um, is, I want to say that I have. Basi- basically, they're, they're the on plot a mission is, yeah, to the, restart the sun. Yeah, the sun is dying. They're going to send like a cosmic shit ton of nukes into the sun to like kickstart it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, maybe I haven't. Maybe I. It's a suicide mission. Like yeah, they know that they're yeah. not coming back. Well, it's not. It's not a suicide mission. Oh, really? Yeah, no, it's not a suicide mission. Sorry, um, spoiler alert. I didn't mean to. <laughs> it's uh it's actually the second attempt because the first crew failed. And so like this is the humanity's last hope because they mined oh. every last little bit of plutonium and, you know, you know everything to get these nukes. Um but on the way there there's a whole other fucking plot that happens. Yeah, it's, on the way there, they they find the original ship. Oh, I think I think what I really loved about like the science behind that movie was like their greenhouse, like bay, like in their in yeah. the ship. It's yeah. like just plants upon plants upon plants of like generating oxygen for the ship. And I'm like, oh shit! Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I never thought that you could just make oxygen in space. <laughs> like, on, yeah. on the show, The yeah. Expanse, which is really freaking good, and I'm really looking forward to a new season of that. Yeah, they have uh, similar ideas in that show. It's fucking cool, man. Yeah, for sure. Well, and I mean, yeah, the science is there. A hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, we exhale carbon dioxide to feed the mm-hmm. plants, and the plants shoot produce yeah, the oxygen. You that's just create the, your own ecosystem. In that's the how the planet works. Like, it's fucking cool, dude. Yeah. I, as soon as I saw that, I was like, I had never once thought of that as a yeah as an alternative. But anyway, that movie. Some kind of engineer you are. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Higher <laughs> education's paying off for right? it. It ain't a polymer, is it? Nope. No. Nope. That uh, that movie, Sunshine, is directed by Danny Boyle. We kind of talked about it. He did uh, 28 Days Later. Yes. Okay. And The Beach, uh, yeah. which was the one I told you you need to watch. Fucking mm-hmm. art, man. It's good. 28 yeah. Days Later like revolutionized the zombie, yeah. zombie scene. Yeah. I, I'm still holding out hope for a 28 months later. Oh, that'd be so Yeah. 28 years. Because really, <laughs> really, 28 weeks later was good. It, it really was. was. It was. Yeah. I mean, expanding on well, the fact that they they quelled the zombie outbreak on, in Britain, and then you know one little thing just set it all off, and mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Also, uh, you guys, and the fact that they're fast, you guys better fold because my cards. Oh yeah, you only got two cards. I'm sitting here with my face up. He's probably knows knows what I have. 
Not that we're betting anything. <sighs> I bet Matt's new truck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. But anyway, let's uh, take a quick break and let you hear something new that we've been working on. You want to do that? Let's do it. Give Sounds something. Good. Yeah. All right. Well, and this time around, I can give everybody the real titles. Yeah. 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 But this one didn't change from last time. This is called B Boo Boo Bop Boo Boo Bop. So this will be interesting because people will be able to listen to this like whenever they want. And like after we put out this album, whenever that happens, and they'll be able to go out and say, oh, this was the prototype. They'll be able to yeah. hear hear yeah. the working kind of yeah, tracks. Yeah, because, working draft. because I got to yeah. put a disclaimer. This this is um, These are, are demos that I put together uh for the rest rest of the guys and so like one song that we're we're really building on right now that we'll save for last um you know zach just uh you know spent all his free time with with his keyboard and put some really cool shit on it uh daryl came up with a, a guitar part for it uh so all you're hearing is the stuff i came up with so there's there's a whole lot more growth coming and then I usually just bitch about the breakdowns. I'm like, they're not heavy enough. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it, it, need to drop the hammer. It makes it makes for a better breakdown in the end. So, all right. So, what are we starting out with? Uh, let's start out with legacy. Yeah. All right. And cool. that fucking breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> when you hear the breakdown and it's I, heavy as shit, you have Quentin to thank for. Yeah, it. I bitched and moaned for like two weeks about changing it. So. Well, you know, it has the most versions. <laughs> it, it by far does because you kept putting out new parts, and I'm like, it's it's not it. Not man. there yet. Not I was yet. Like, gotta keep moving. <laughs> All right, this song's gonna be called Legacy.
got our mics back, mics back on. Hello! What up, nerds? So that's uh, a new song called Legacy. Absolutely uh, beautiful. <laughs> hopefully it'll be... Uh, yeah, I think I think the uh, we were just talking about it. Um, I think maybe the plan is to try and, and track these one at a time, get them out, and then at the end... Vinyl, baby. Yeah, round them all up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so. oh, oh! Here we want to do again. it again. Oh shit! Here we go again. Do the fade. There we go. <laughs> so that was legacy. Uh, yeah, as it stands right now, yep. I'm sure it will morph and change and be added to and taken away from, and it will definitely evolve. Yeah, it will just, evolve. That's just my Wonder interpretation. How pretentious Q will just try to overrule <laughs> shit. <laughs> or or I'll Where? try to I'll try to throw everything in the kitchen sink at it and be like, no, but we need we need a full fucking choir and we need a, you know, we need a horn section there and hey, we got the horn section covered. I'm dating principal chair or former principal chair of Pitt State University. So. We got Dewey Cox over here. <laughs> you haven't watched that yet, have you? Oh, Walk hard. No, no, yeah. I haven't watched it yet. But thanks for reminding me. I will. Yeah, yeah. Whole studio full of a uh, full orchestra and then like a native tribe. <laughs> I think, can't remember if there were farm animals. I think there were farm animals. <laughs> Yo, I want a fucking pig snarl in the middle of a breakdown. Like, it's got to be a real one. <laughs> I'm just thinking about. I can have a farm animals in the studio. That's great. Right? That's right? good shit. It would be incredible. Can can I get a live mic on the pig? <laughs> well, what was it? Uh, tweak that tweak that ram's nuts a little bit. <laughs> was it really rile him up. <laughs> I think uh what, what buckethead one re- required a uh, chicken coop be built in in the studio what? For, during Guns and Roses tracking. No know, shit. Some weird shit. I think Wow. Does it on purpose, but <laughs> <laughs> we just have to up the budget we have to just demand the most outlandish shit it's like i want a live scale millennium falcon for the music video like <laughs> from who oh, yeah i mean kind of self-contained here <laughs> <laughs> practical effects man oh yeah absolutely well you already told me that you you are very familiar with how they recorded like the stu- stormtrooper sh- sounds like their their blaster sounds. yeah with like yeah. the wires and shit yeah. yep no, there's literally a corner in Coffeeville that you can go up. It's on the cable line. It's where two guide wires cross, and you can take your wrench and hit it, and it's a, it's a Star Wars blaster. Mm-hmm. 100%. <laughs> we we need to That's record awesome. some of those sounds. Actually, uh, I had I had Brent go up no, she- you know, from Project Revolution. Right. I had him go up and record that, and that's actually in um, – uh, Strange days with Bob Valentine. No shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he's when when Alex is is yo six feet, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I, got a drinking problem. Sorry. I think when Alex is blasting the Nerf blaster, I, I, that was the sound I put on there. Love it. Uh, obviously, you know it wasn't in a controlled environment. I I had Brent go up there with his phone and his record iPhone. it. So, yeah. You know, not the greatest, but you know, it worked for hey, that. Practical effects are the best effects, man. Uh-huh. So that's why I love Evil Dead so much. 
Well, uh, you know, just an army of darkness. Oh, oh my God. Army of darkness is, just is m- that's Oscar. That's Oscar worthy right there. I don't know what the step up from Oscars is, but that's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> it's a universal award. Yeah. That, go, that goes beyond Oscar to like Big Bird. Right. <laughs> Maybe Cookie Monster. There you so go. Good. Hey, uh, what's that you got there on your face? <laughs> you'll never reach the necronomicon you'll die in the graveyard before you get it klatu vrata <laughs> <laughs> i said the words i did basically so good <laughs> i had something i was going to tell you guys and i totally forgot baby god damn it you got real ugly. <laughs> That's what we call pillow talk, baby. Just <laughs> <laughs> close the door. What, you born in a barn? Uh, yeah, you probably were born in a barn. We, Dad and I could literally quote that movie line for line. <laughs> like, we just it's good shit. You're in charge of two lines. things. Jack, Jack and shit. Okay, so I used that at work the other day. Yeah. It was the best shit. <laughs> so we got this one guy that comes in, and uh, fucking King Dingling walks in, and he just biggest head because he's running the store that day right and i was talking to one of my other uh co-workers and i just told him i was like you know sometimes i just want to walk up to him and i'm like you're in charge of two things jack and shit and jack left town <laughs> and he knew the reference and i was like all right you're tight like <laughs> <laughs> you win <laughs> i was like you're cool you cool that's that's another another staple at the house <laughs> That's for artists. sure. I always crack my uh, my co- my associates up at work because you know I'm 22 years old, managing a bunch of a bunch of young college kids that are, are younger than me or the same age, and then some people that are older than me by like 10, 15 years, even 20 years. And you know, at the end of the night, if if, if it's been a long shitty night, and I'm like, man, I'm getting too old for this shit, and all the old people are like, are you fucking kidding me? And I'm like, yeah. dog, I'm like. 10, 15 years older than I probably should be. Like how this is aging my fucking body right now. Like, oh, you're old, motherfucker. You need to say it like Danny Glover, though. You're like, I'm too old for this shit. Too old for this shit. (laughs) That's how I do it. That's good. (laughs) Like all fucking worn out and out of breath. Wispy voice. Yep, yep. Uh, Those are great movies, too. Absolutely. So jumping back to uh, our talk about the bottleneck opening back up in September, you said? Yeah. So the funny funny story about like whenever Dad and I went up to that venue, um, I ended up getting absolutely plastered. <laughs> and, I'm so shocked. Yeah, big surprise, <laughs> right? Um, but Dad ended up taking us out to uh, IHOP mm. afterward, after that whole venue and all that shit. And I was like in and out of consciousness at that point. And all I remember from that experience was like, I'd be really fucking loud and I hop drunk off my ass. And I would just occasionally hear a shh from, from Matt. And I'd be like, Oh, okay. Fuck. Sorry. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Bring it down. And I just, I was just laughing my ass off. Just drunk as shit. And then I hop. <laughs> like, oh man. I will go to I hop late at night. Any time so, possible. So I'll be honest with you. I'm more of a waffle house man myself. It's the more ghetto I hop in the middle of the night. Like, oh, definitely. 
but and I love it. Like you know, you walk into Waffle House, you're you're scared you're gonna get stabbed, but that's the appeal. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, see, we used to have this thing in Coffeeville. Uh, shit, what was it called? It was a truck stop. The Bailey's. Is that right? I have no idea. Brooke would be able to tell me. Yo, I love Bailey's. Can't remember. Shit. I'm going to lose my Coffeeville street cred. Yep. Yeah. You're banned. Yeah. For life. You get done with adult in the house, man. You go eat there and you eat a whole bunch of fried potatoes and sausage. You know, all the breakfast was served, you know, at two in the morning. Oh, oh yeah. It was good. That you know, good. I have I have never done the gauntlet at Pittsburgh. You know, I've never gone to 505 and then gone to like all the other bar, 311 and then to, to Moore's, all that stuff. I've never done that. Yeah. Because apparently after you run that gauntlet, you're supposed to stay up all night, keep drinking, and then go to Bob's Grill in the morning. Mm. Don't get me wrong. I love Bob's Grill. Bob's Grill is good. It is good shit. It's a small hole-in-the-wall diner. Best kind. <clears throat> Holy shit. <laughs> but I've never ran that gauntlet. Maybe one day. I lived there 10 years and never did it either. No. But uh, I think I have, uh, obviously, not all the bars that are there now. Right. Sure. But I'm pretty sure I have hit every one of those bars that were there when I was there. I've been to every one of them except 505. Yeah. The, like the pool hall. Right. Yeah. Which is weird to me because Callie loves to play pool. Well, you so. go to the break instead? No, I've never even been to the break. Well, then you've not been to all of them. Then. Well, that the break is a below 21 yeah. place. They still serve beer, though. Do they? I think so. They have like a beer garden inside kind of thing. You know, they've got like a, a separated section. I I told you the story about how I almost got arrested uh, outside of one of our TJ Leland gigs, didn't I? Probably. But I don't remember. <laughs> so, you know, I was under 21. You know, you do whatever you oh, yeah, yeah. dumbass kid does. And you have your friend that is 21 go buy you alcohol. Well, we had a gig that night. Right. Yeah, TJ Leland's. And in that parking lot, I thought it was the fucking most brilliant idea to transfer the alcohol. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah. From the person that bought me the alcohol's car into a cooler and then put it into my car, which were right next to each other in the fucking parking lot. <laughs> and headlights roll behind me. And the next thing I hear is, y'all 21? And I, I look like deer in the headlights. I'm like, oh. Yeah. I'm like, yes, sir. <laughs> and as a cop, and he looks at me and he says, I'll tell you what, you throw that back in your car, I didn't see anything. And I said, yes, sir. And I fucking threw that shit in there. I slammed the door. <laughs> Come to find out, he's one of my coworkers at work. Oh. <laughs> he was a former cop and that was the gentleman that did that. He's like, oh my God, that was you? Like, I was just looking for fights. I wasn't looking out to give out MIPs or anything. You just lucked out. I didn't want to do shit that night. And I was like, fucking god bless like yeah. well, now you're like well you fucking lucked out because you'd run me in your ass would be working hard now motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> oh who got the power now <laughs> oh shit cracks my shit up man so people sick of talking or hearing us talk they need another song <laughs> yeah we better do it alright <laughs> what do you want to do um, 
I don't know the current names. Yeah, well, you can give me the old names. I can correct, you know, tell you the right one. Give me um, what you want. NBD. Slam City. I don't know. Slam City. There isn't <laughs> one called Slam City. Well, there is now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do not know the names of them either, aside from A Quiet Anger. And yeah, well, that, we're going to get to that one last, and, right. and and that new name has kind of a special meaning. So okay, we'll we'll talk about that. what was the uh, we oh we won't go quietly. That's a quiet anger. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> just get the memo. Fucking scratch that. <laughs> <laughs> How about left wanting? That was formerly known as Swing Town. Swing All Town. Right. That's yeah, do it. Okay, All Slam right. City was Swing Town to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the one I meant. <laughs> All right. This one is called uh about said Swing Town again. No. Uh Left Wanting. So, here we go. Here here we Thank you. 
All right, that was left wanting. And hopefully you're not left wanting. <laughs> hopefully you are left well, wanting uh, more. I was going to say, it was like, more. <laughs> Please, sir, may I have some more? <laughs> yeah, you can have some more from thebeardstruggle.com. <laughs> we, all uh, your beard grooming needs. Yeah, brushes, uh, hot irons. Yo, they oils. sell hot irons? Yes, they do. Okay. It's cordless, too. It's nice. Dude, I need that shit. Yeah, so, yeah me too. I'm planning on getting one. Um, yeah, beard balms, oils, shampoos, conditioners, you name it. And it's all Viking-themed, which yeah. is awesome. Uh, do they sell any, like, jewelry that you can break into do. your shit? Oh, fuck. They do. Yeah, they dude. really do. I'm going like, <laughs> to hop on that shit. <laughs> Thebeardstruggle.com. Use promo code off the edge 15 Save 15%. We'll get a little kickback on that. Uh Pretty cool little affiliate deal. Um, I've got uh, the Scruff Balm, um, which I'm well beyond Scruff, so I should probably get something else. I got the oil and uh, conditioner, and it came with a nice soft um, brush. Uh, the The scent is Viking Storm, and it's it's really good. I was going to so. say, I was like, you need some of that fucking Valhalla Balm. You know, yeah, they, like, they, uh, they have a uh, they have a, a sampler pack. Of, of the oils, which is, just has all the different fragrances. So I may try and get that. But I think uh, I think the iron is probably the, the the big goal right now because you get those wacky curls, man. Right. Yeah, for sure. Is it one of the, the brush the brushes things, or is it actually like a, an, an um, iron? It, it looks like a, a flat iron, uh-huh. kind of like a flat iron. Okay. Um, so it has the, the flat side, which you have that, but then it has a, a pick on the end. So like okay. when, when you brush this down, you know how this kind of uh, goes right, in. Gotcha. Like, so you can kind of pick that back out. Um, and I think it's three different temperatures, three uh, selectable temperatures. And, kick ass. And it's cordless. Um, it's a little more expensive, but I, I've already tried the cheap one. I mean, the cheap shit. Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't work. So, yeah, if if you want to... They got you well, covered. I, if you want to take care of your beard, then it's worth investing in. You know, I'm I'm new to the beard gang. You know, I'm just trying to make some headway into the beard gang. <laughs> well, they got a lot of stuff. I, you know, it doesn't... It's thebeardstruggle.com. Hop on right. there and just check shit out. But, uh, you know, I, I sleep ugly like the most ugly sleeper you could ever imagine i snore i'm like i'm drooling like <laughs> wake up just your beard's like yeah i wake up in the morning and it's like i'm it's like 90 degree angle like to the right like, <laughs> depending on how i slept so i i definitely definitely think i'm gonna pick up some of that stuff yeah i it's definitely worth checking out I'm, awesome. I'm impressed with it so far so and it's a great way to support this podcast if you enjoy it so yeah, you got but, a beard, you're struggling, beardstruggle.com, support this podcast. Off the Edge 15. Off the Edge 15, it's promo code. Well, we appreciate it, guys. Yeehaw, brother. Yippee-ki-yo-ki-yay, motherfucker. <laughs> well, Mr. Cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> Another great movie. Actor gone too soon. It is a Christmas yeah. movie. It's Christmas. It is. It's definitely a Christmas it, movie. Absolutely. Both of them. One and two. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Can't dispute it. Nope. They both happen at Christmas time. Yes, sir. And pineapple is good on pizza, and I will fight anyone that says differently. Get out. You don't like pineapple on pizza? Get the fuck out. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> 
See, I don't. I, you're I, wrong. I, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I will not go out of my way to request pineapple on pizza, but I'll eat it. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, if it's pizza, I'm gonna eat it. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I, you know, even I've never had pizza with anchovies on it. But, but it, I'd try that but shit. But if, it, if it's pizza, I'm going to think, uh, you know, if that's yeah. the only one there, yeah, I'm eating it. Right. I'm eating it. But. Well, it was even, you know, it was like at work the other day. There is there is one associate on my freight team that that loves pineapple on pizza. Yeah. And I made I made an effort to, to order that specific pizza for the freight team to show appreciation. You know, you guys have been busting ass with all this COVID shit. Right. But uh, <laughs> they gave us two. And I let let the whole freight team pick it out, all that stuff, and I got stuck with it. And I was like, "Motherfucker!" <laughs> I still ate it. Yeah, it's not bad. No, not bad in the least. No, I mean it's kind of it's similar to I don't know if anybody's ever had Waikiki meatballs other than my dad and I. But yeah, um, was like it ho- some pineapple in the meatballs? Or yeah, it's like it's uh, it's like Hawaiian. Yeah, yeah. it's Polynesian. Yeah, yeah. I and it, get it, down with that. That's oh, it's my good. Bad. It's my basically. Bad. Uh, that's why. Shout out uh, to the the oh, shout yeah. out to the Polynesian. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's uh, it's basically pineapple, pineapple juice, soy sauce, and green pepper. Okay, it's really sweet. And then it, mm-hmm. you know, it, it you stir it up and into a sauce, and then it's over meatballs and typically over rice. You know. Oh right, it's, it's, it's not really bad. Good. No, that sounds good. It's real good. Yeah. I just got to be in the mood for it. You know, I have to be in the mood for the actual pineapple pieces, but the meatballs, yeah. Right. Any day. Right. Any day. <laughs> no, I'd agree with yeah. that. I mean, they're just, they're, they're like candied meatballs. I mean, <laughs> it works. I don't. Don't question it. Oh. Just enjoy it. Just put the meatballs in your now, mouth. I'm not saying I'd like, I don't want pineapple to just be the only topping on a pizza. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's silly. Now, you've chosen your side. Like, <laughs> no, you, I mean no. I mean that'd be good, but you die on that sword, Zach. <laughs> like you get like like the, the super supreme with like That's all the shit I'm on saying. it, but then you put some pineapple on it too. See, I, I'm That's a good. I'm a supreme man. Yeah, like it's called supreme for a reason. <laughs> so you're sentient. So you're a you're a you're saying you're a white supremacist? Whoa! No way! Is that what you're saying? Whoa! 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 whoa. You got me all wrong, chief. Yo, I'm gonna start a rumor about Clinton on this podcast. Hey, bro, chief, I'm gonna start. Bro, pizza's Italian, so yo, chief you know. called said that ain't it, man. Like, all right. Fuck twelve. <laughs> so yeah. That's been some interesting shit going on now too. That is, that really is, man. Yeah, I, let's, I, let's I, get your your takes on current affairs. I have spent I have been spending a lot of time reflecting. So you know whether you agree with the riots, whether you agree with the Black Lives Matter movement, I think it's important to just reflect, look at yourself, see if. You know, you've made any wrongdoings in the past and then grow from it. So I know a lot of people that do support the Black Lives Matter movement. Some oppose the riots. And, you know, I think what's hard about this is that it's overshadowed. Like the people that need that are out there trying to be heard, trying to make have a voice are being overshadowed by people that are trying to take advantage of the situation. 
mm-hmm. and it just puts a bad taste in everybody's mouth. Sure. And uh, it's such a complicated thing it's, it, because it, you can't group all people into one thing, right? I mean, um, you know, uh, the Black Lives Matter movement at its core, like, has a very noble goal, which is, absolutely. you know, to end the, you know, systemic uh, injustice. Uh, against black people and it's not like that and it's hard too because it's not like there's a person or a group of people that are like purposely just making shit hard for black people it's like it's a system that is like left over from our history that's just been perpetuated and we can't get out of it because people in power want to keep the status quo because they benefit from it right so hundreds of years of systematic racism yeah right 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 so and and some of it is uh just going with the flow right sure you started here you know we got we got into this habit they got into that habit you know it's just it change true change is violent Mm mm-hmm Unfortunately, well, yeah, they, they do not wake up until it is on their fucking doorstep. Like, no, you can you can talk and talk to somebody, but until you're yelling in in, mm-hmm. in the face, they're not going to hear you. They, or I take that back; they may hear you, but they're not listening. Right? right. They don't give right. A shit. They don't take it seriously because they're not affected. Right. And I mean, by we're they, not, I'm uh, yeah, we we're not affected. Right. But I think I think the thing that kind of separates us from and I, I i i we are starting to listen you know the three of us in this room are starting to listen we're starting to reflect like right. you say um there are several people that it doesn't affect them so they are not i would say for listening. me i'm i'm maybe coming back from it like i i'm like my initial reaction is like, all right, let's fucking revolt. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, like that's yeah. my initial. Fucking, I was like, I was like burn it this down. whole, like we're ruled by rapacious oligarchs. We're in full yes. fascism, in my opinion, in the United States. Yes. And it's like, it's bullshit. Like we need change. Right. Oh, absolutely. And then, but there again, it's yeah. like, like the, and, and again, it's like, I don't want violence. I don't want violence, but it's, it's almost like, but yeah. hey, but hey, all I'm saying, pitchforks, aisle forty four. That's all I'm saying. Aisle forty four. Like get out, burn yeah. it down, burn it down. Here's the thing: like I don't advocate violence. I really don't. Um, I think I think that uh, the system is is corrupt. Right? We've got two two party rule, which is run, really one party rule. They're just playing people against each other. Yeah. It's really a class issue, not a race issue. Oh yeah, it's not a uh, you know I, I don't know. We we have just well, rapacious oligarchs that want to hoard all the money. Well, you hold know. all the resources. They want to keep the lower class down, having less and less and less. I think what kills me, man, is you know from the younger generation of the bunch. Um, you know, we were pushed from a young age: college, 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 college. Mm-hmm. And dude, college, as was I, dude, college fucking sucks. <laughs> like there ain't no ifs, ands, or buts. Um, you know, I've accrued hella debt, and 
you know, I don't even have that guarantee of I am going to make this much to pay off this much debt. It's all in, up in the well, air. Sure, it is yeah. definitely a gamble. It, Even though the best it, times, it's somewhat of a gamble. Right. It it but, just it just feels like that you're fucked from the start. Yeah, yeah, and that's by design. It's by yeah. design. It's absolutely by design. Just just remember that money is not real. Right. Uh, that's no. Yeah. Our gold not. our gold standard fucking out the window, dude. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if 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 we cut off the current currency. And issued a new currency based on our gold reserves. Could you could you imagine what that would do to the top one percent? It would bankrupt them instantly. I think so. I think there's something that's really interesting. Like, going to divert a little bit is the like internet currency, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's an. Like, M- are you talking about like Bitcoin? Bitcoin, yeah, similar to Bitcoin, but even like I play an MMO that has been around for like 10, 20 years now. Um, God, you're old. Yeah, I'm fucking ancient, dude. <laughs> uh, RuneScape, right? Mm-hmm. So there, there's two versions of RuneScape. There's RS3, which is like the newest version, like the most up-to-date, blah, 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 blah. And then they also reinstated old-school RuneScape, which is like what I grew up playing. Yeah. Well, they're like Venezuelans? The currency in that game is worth more than their actual fucking currency in the state. So they make wow. they make more money playing that game, grinding up money and selling it through, you know, illegal illegal actions than their own government pays them. And it's just fucking crazy at the that fact that crazy. this this digital like you cannot physically touch this shit mm-hmm. is worth more than their government. Like fucking crazy you know i've been saying it for years and and i can't i just for the life of me can't believe that the forefathers didn't didn't think have enough foresight there should be a constitutional reset button there should be something in there that says the people say y'all need to get the fuck out we're starting over i i think what kills me dude is you know like the NASCAR NASCAR just announced that they they've completely banned the the Confederate flag, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. And and all these hillbillies. Oh like, shit! It's not hate. It's fucking heritage. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> heritage losers. Yeah. But but that being said, you don't fucking see someone driving downtown with their fucking big rig truck with a fucking Great Britain flag. Like it's not hate. It's heritage. You know, <laughs> like like. Yeah, it, it's so weird. Or that it, that's a weird thing to me. Well, and I mean even look like, at even people look have at tried German- to explain how how that means something to to it, people and it, I I don't get it. It doesn't. It it the bottom line is it's been there and people don't like change. Yeah, people don't you don't, don't like yeah. having their freedoms infringed upon, which yeah, okay, there's that, but... And I agree with that. Do you see a bunch of Germans celebrating the Nazi flag? Right, that, right. that's exactly what it's I was like, going to say. I, I was like, in Germany... Here, here's my... It's like, I, if a private company wants to ban that, yeah, that's their right. That's their freedom, right? Yeah, right. yeah. They're, they're an organization. They get to make the rules within their organization. Okay. Like, as far as laws banning it and whatever, um, it's like, I, I kind of feel like... The best speech against wrong speech is right speech, not banning it, because that just kind of gives it almost like a martyrdom and like kind of a power. 
You know what I mean? I, I would agree to a certain uh, yeah to a certain extent, but I mean, yeah. why why should the why why should the union acknowledge right the uh, Confederacy? It, it, I totally you agree. Know what I mean? Totally agree. But John, so 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 and, for and me, that flag that flag is the battle standard of the Northern Virginia Army. It's not even the flag of the right. Confederacy. Right. And the Confederacy only lasted what, like four years, four or four five, or five years. years. Yeah. But and it's like you're saying that your whole heritage is based on that five years of right. flag that didn't even represent the whole thing. Oh no! It's all about the it's rev- like what, rebel if soul. If your, you know, forefather, if your you know ancestors fought for the Northern Virginia militia. <laughs> under that flag and you had it maybe that's the only reason i can understand having that strong of feelings for it maybe and then i'm just like really but even it's it's because you're told you can't that's the bottom line right right. oh you can't do it anymore but even oh hell no even jumping back to like matt's point about you you don't go to germany and you don't walk into a holocaust museum and see them with like a fucking statue of Adolf Hitler. Right. Or right. like, you know, SS members that are fucking immortalized forever. And, you know, a thousand white people would say, well, you know, hey, Adolf Hitler w- was evil. Sorry. So was slavery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yep. Well, you know, I, I watched Django Unchained yeah. again for the first time. I did. Time. I just watched that for the first time like a couple Dude, weeks ago it, because it is one of I was Quentin just way behind for whatever reason. Is one of Quentin Tarantino's best movies. I absolutely that's great shit, dude. The, the, it's so good. The mask scene. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. But so don't funny. ask me for anything again. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I definitely think that it speaks volumes. The fact that like I read an account that like Leonardo DiCaprio can't watch that movie again. No, he, he played, absolutely hates himself. Yeah, sure. he played the most absolute nasty, hateful Southern slave owner that you could play. And he he fucking hit the nail on the head. I want to know what Samuel L. Jackson thinks of his character in that movie. (laughs) Can he watch that movie? Because that would be rough. Yeah, that would be hard. (laughs) Honestly, I think they can. They they lived and breathe this shit. Did they live and breathe it that hard? Of course not. No, right. But But it's every day for these. You walk out the door and and you walk down the street, and you have to second guess. Every look you get, and not just not just from white people, right? It, it it has been so ingrained in society that that black people will second guess black people walking into a convenience store. That, you know, yeah. I mean, it's and it's it's wrong. I mean, well, and you know, I've had a <laughs> lot of conversations with my my black coworkers just because you know I'm trying to educate myself and yeah, like. Uh, just grow as a human being and you know i've looked at back at all of my shit that i've done in the past and i'm like you know i've made a lot of stupid stupid decisions you know because i was young and dumb and i didn't know better growing up in a small town in fucking midwest kansas but you know it's it's a reality for these guys that like that okay. we never had to experience no like it, no, it's not. it's i don't know again like um my my experience is uh, I I grew up in Southern California until I was I I didn't grow up I was thirteen when I moved to Kansas, 
But up until that time, my best friends were just throughout. Like I, I had uh, one of my best friends was half Filipino. One of my best friends was white. One of my best friends was black. One of my best friends was uh, from like actually from India. Um, one of my uh, other uh, friends was from uh his parents were like ambassadors for Sri Lanka. It's like, and then, you know, in my school, there was like all, uh, everybody, you know, was just all right. commingled. So it's like, I, I truly, oh, and one, and one of my best friends when I was real little was a black kid from Canada. And, um, it's like, I just didn't, I honestly didn't see any difference. Right. You know what I mean? It's like people were people. And, um, so it's like, I, I was kind of raised with that mindset for one, moving moving here, there's a little more. We're a little more homogenous, did, you know, a little more isolated. But uh, did it shock you about like like that type of separation? Like like it was kind of a new concept to you because it was so like like everybody's the same. Like what's the fucking problem? Yeah, like, yeah, it, it really blew my mind. <laughs> like like uh, I, I'm sure that there are racists around. The area oh. that I that I was born and grew, and grew up till I was thirteen. I'm sure that there are racists there. I didn't experience that, and I give that credit to my parents for raising me to not, you know, see that. Absolutely. But moving here, it's like you know, there's people that you know uh, had uh, would use the n word casually, and I'm just like, what is going yeah. on? You know, it's like freaked me out. So it's like, um, I, I don't know. Uh, my my gut you know, makes me, you know, have great empathy right. for, for minorities, especially when they're treated poorly, you oh, know, yeah. when, uh, the, the, um, this murder went down and everything, you know, it's like on top of COVID and then the government basically taking that opportunity to shut down everybody and just steal all the money. You're right. <laughs> like, don't let anybody tell you there's no money for what, it, for programs, Right. Because they just they just yoinked trillions of dollars and put it in their pockets, mm. and now we're going to see massive freaking uh, foreclosures. And it, it's this is I mean, and we have we have great uh, great depression, unemployment right now. I mean, things are crazy, dude. And it's and it's because they decided to treat this as just a money grab. So and then and then this the spark that lights this haywire is a. Uh, a black man, you know, being murdered. I don't know any other way you could really say oh, that. Was, Just murdered by police. And then you have peaceful protests. Then you have, uh, you know, the police doubling down and just going full freaking fascist, just beating people. For no you know, reason. Beating people. Then that breaks into riots, which leads to more beatings. And it's like, it, it's just craziness, I, and and I think an important distinction in a lot of it is, um, like, the footage that makes it through the Facebook algorithm and the footage that makes it through the Twitter algorithm are two very different fucking things. I'm not really on Twitter, so okay. Well, the shit that you see on Twitter is it'll make you go full anarchy, man. Like. The, right. the way that police are treating people, dude, it's insane. It is absolutely fucking absurd. And 
And like, and let let me say this. I mean, I mean, th- dude, there's so much to talk about this, but and so I think we need to like kind of pick it apart a piece right. at a time, right? But all right, so let me say this about the police. Like, we need the police. We need a police force. I'm and I, I gave you background, like how I'm. I'm with the Black Lives Matters movement at its core. What it's fundamentally saying, like there's there's things systemically wrong. We we need change. It's unfocused and it's chaotic right now, which is a problem. Right. But I like that there's energy and that there's people wanting to make change. Right. So I like that. But like defund police, I can't get behind that shit, dude. Really? We need to reform police. We need to demilitarize police. I we agree. need to we need to make it so that being a police officer is is an honorable thing again and so, people want to do it and and only the most badass people get to do it so i saw and they get paid for yeah. for that they need to be held to a higher standard yeah absolutely if you're going to carry a gun and, in public you need to be held to a and they need standard. to be trained like for de-escalation they need to be trained for all these like the military i don't want to say that they need to be like the military but the military has stricter rules of engagement exactly in a wartime than these people do just trying to engage their own our own citizens so i i saw a great comparison on twitter don't know the legitimacy of it but it i believed it um it it said that police have over 800 hours of firearm training but only like a 10-hour class of de-escalation um whereas you know one of my best friends is a cosmetologist. It takes 1,500 to 2,000 hours of like hair keeping time before she can even set foot in a fucking salon for a certification. Why, right. is it, why is it that police can get this fucking certification faster than a, a cosmetologist cutting and, hair? And, and there's, there's, there's no psychological screening. No. Right. Absolutely right. none. And and I, I'm not going down that road. But the, the fact is, is that they're they're they need to be held to a higher standard. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think by saying this, I think I speak for everybody that we're we're not saying that every police officer is bad. We're not saying that every law enforcement officer has you know some kind of pro. You know, there are honorable people in the in law enforcement but well and and even these even these fails yes fails us yeah and 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 even these ones that are doing these these heinous acts they they may not have started out that way sure you know part of it's the job yeah but the job needs to have that responsibility to look out for them you know Mm -hmm. with with yearly psych evals Mm -hmm. and and constant training i mean if they're working a five-day week then you know day five should be situation training well even just a fucking therapy counseling like right and and then on top of that there needs to, you know there needs to be no code of silence no yeah a code of silence is the equivalent of the mob saying no snitches right it's the exact same fucking thing yep. so it's um, just the whole system is broken, man. And it it was built that way. That's, right. That's the problem. Right. It's, not, yeah. it's not that it has become broken, that it has lost its touch. And that is one system in a larger system. Precisely. That is equally broken, like, you know, telling you. in many ways. So we, we have a lot of reset. 
We have a lot of work to do, and there's the energy out there right now to do it, but it's unfocused. And and because that like there's no Martin Luther King right now. You know, there's no uh, FDR right now. There's no one to focus this movement and uh you know, say all right, we need to we need to go for, you know, universal health care. We need to go for uh, demilitarizing the police in these ways. These are this is how we want. You know, we need focused energy to cause change, and there's no one to focus that energy what right I, now. They're all trapped in the gig economy and not in positions of power. What I think breaks my heart, man, is that. Uh, oh fuck! What was I going to say? <laughs> I'm spouting off. It was shit. I'm losing train of thought. Sorry. <laughs> Is just the, uh, oh, I remember what I was going to say. What breaks my heart the most is that, you know, the younger generation, I have absolute faith that a lot of this stuff is going to get resolved from younger generations that were born knowing that systemic racism is wrong, that slavery is fucked up, you know, all that shit. Right. But it shouldn't take... 50 more years for us to replace those people that have felt this way, grown up in that environment for it to change. Absolutely. This, this is a, um, one of the podcasts that I love to listen to is called the portal with a mathematician, a polymath named Eric Weinstein. And, um, something that he continually brings to light is that, Again, this is this is generalization. I'm not trying to paint everyone with one brush, but as a whole, the silent generation and the baby boomer generation has held on to power. Like, look at all the presidential candidates. Right. They're all in their seventies. Right. You know, they're, they're all, all either they're silent or baby boomers, fun. you know? There's no young people in power. And it's that way across institutions like college deans. Yep. They're all baby boomers. They won't relinquish. They won't they they're hoarding all the power and all the wealth and all the resources, and you know uh, they're not giving up their positions. <laughs> and it's like so it's like we're kind of stuck until we can move on from that, right? And you know we shouldn't have to wait until a whole generation dies before we can like move out of this right rut. But unfortunately, that's where violence comes in. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's and all right. It's, inevi- so we, it's we've, inevitable if you we've don't give cr- us the option to change. We've cr- critiqued the status quo. We could go further, I'm sure. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. here's the danger. <laughs> Let's go the other way for a second, right. okay? Um. Well, we can get into a lot of things, but oh yeah, a lot <laughs> of things. <laughs> Shoot, uh, variables. Uh, right. Um. Because this is unfocused, people um, just want change. People are emotional. Uh, you know, um, we run the risk of going radically the opposite way and falling into almost like a communism, like a Marxist type of mindset. I'm not saying right. that we're going to have go into a. It's a mindset. I'm not saying we're going to like become Full a communist state, yeah. yeah, country, but it's that mindset of like, um, you know, th- there's no objective reality anymore. It's just all, uh, 
everything is a spectrum. Everything is based on my feelings. Um, you know, uh, black people, people were misrepresented. So now we could swing the other way and give them preferential treatment and we could have show trials against white people just to make everybody feel better. I mean, it, it could swing radically the other way. I'm not saying it is right now, right? but you know, I mean, we have the, the, uh, um, autonomous zone in, in Seattle, right. Where it's like, there, I don't, I, I don't know what to think of that. Part of me is just like, all right, fucking people are standing up and taking their shit back. And the other part of me is going like, God damn, that's a lawless, just fucking anarchy zone. You know, <laughs> like yeah. that's, that's freaking me out. So I don't know what to think of this. I, you know, um, here's the thing I think, I, I think, think, I think we have the status quo which has failed us. Mm-hmm. It's failed everybody. Absolutely. So like you say, everybody's emotional. Everybody is button heads. It gets ugly. It gets violent and it goes extremely the other way. Well, what's going to happen when it goes the other way? At some point it's going to fail. Right. So it's, it's the possible, pendulum swinging and it's going to, it's possible that it, it takes both extremes to find the middle. Right. You know, um, is that the right way to do it? Uh, hell no. Yeah. It's but, definitely the hard way, but like I but said, as far as human beings go, filled way. That's the way. Right. Things tend to, go. and also, like right. I said, you know, it's either that, that option, or we wait fucking 50 years until some other people get into office that can fucking think like normal human beings in this modern age. Yeah, but over those 50 years, the up-and-comers can get sold set, on yeah. what works right. for well, the ones just, in power. Just look at this. Like, I am a very openly progressive in my, my mindset, my pol- political mindset, right? Like, I am for um, social programs like like universal uh, healthcare. Um, you know, uh, I really supported Bernie Sanders until he rolled over, laid dead. Right when when the establishment mounted against him, and he just said, "Oh, okay." And then uh, what? What they just uh, um, renewed some provision or or some provisions of the Patriot Act, and he didn't even show up, and and they lost by one vote. So now they can <laughs> they they can do uh, get all of our online records without warrants right um it's like okay so he was just a lightning rod for any progressive movement to ground it out so that the democratic party could just go about their corporatist thing it's like no one has your back it's even the people that say that say every day how they have your back when it comes to action look at their actions they're not standing up for us they're not standing well, up for you. Well, not, so, not only that, but look at when they're actually talking to you. Right. It's not until they need reelected or they want to get elected. Exactly. To this. And, and just the, all, all the, the, the cares act, which just was the biggest upward transfer of wealth that our nation has ever seen. All, all of them, all the progressive people voted for that. Ocasio-Cortez came out after the fact and said she opposed it, but you did not hear her voice say no during the vote. Right. You know what I mean? Um, so they're oh, even, the, even the most 
the people that, that they want to paint as, as full-on communists, they are still not even standing up for just basic freaking uh, fairness in our system. I think it's crazy. I think, uh, I think I'm trying to remember who, who painted it the best, but they broke it down to the federal government needs to be libertarian. State governments need to be progressive. The local governments need to be, uh, what was it? Socialist. And then your home unit needs to be, be communist. communist. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely. Less at the top. Right. To more at your doorstep. I get behind that. Yeah. I, that's scalable. Yeah, um, now, I, I agree with universal health care. I don't, you know. Now, it, there's a wide variety of ways that we can interpret that and and. And it could be the, the devil's in the details, right? Right. It could be that, it could be as simple as um, you know yearly or uh, bi yearly wellness checks, you know, that are universal. You know, obviously elective surgeries or right. You know, right, right. cosmetic surgeries, shit like that. No, I don't think anybody else should pay for it. But and and just the whole we're, the whole thought paying, about health. We're paying for roads. How you know? How about we pay for a healthy workforce? Right. And, and it's not like we don't have the money. We just spent trillions and trillions of dollars just <laughs> handing it to profitable well, corporations for no goddamn reason. Do you do you know how much pressure it's putting on my guys at work? Like with all this COVID shit. Oh, like, I can imagine. Oh my yeah. god. Um, and I'm basically just waiting for the day that one of them gets it, and then they're all going to start dropping like flies, and the workload doesn't stop. Right. The workload no. does not stop. Period. Think about the, the burden that would take off of businesses. Yeah. You know, I mean, businesses want to hold benefits like that over workers' heads as like, oh, well, we might not pay you very much, but we can give you health care because you won't get it anywhere else. God damn well, it. And that, that's, but, that's just it. I don't want to pay for everybody. Well, you're paying for everybody that you work with. Right, you, and the smaller the number, the more you pay. And guess what? If people don't have insurance and need and get treated anyway, taxpayers pay for that. Yeah, we regardless. pay for it anyway, and it's more expensive. Right. Along along that, so we we need to invest that way. We also, you know, um, we need to think about health in in our food and, and like every across the board. Like people need to live healthier lives. Right. Right. You know what I mean? We can't just go pumping ourselves full of like sugar and then sitting our ass on the couch and not doing hey, anything. It needs to be like, but, listen, but man. the problem is, is the shit food is the cheap food. Yeah. It's was, the, that's it the food that people can afford. I was going to say, I was like, if I can buy three McChickens, I'm going to eat three yeah, McChickens. Dude, we, <laughs> that's, that's the problem. It is. Absolutely. My, is. my wife is shit very, is very cheap. much into the uh, regenerative agriculture movement. And again, that's a decentralized system that is oh, yeah. sustainable and she could tell you way more about that but that would be that's a key reform that needs to be done too mm-hmm. you know we're we're paying Again. subsidies to farmers to not farm anything uh they're they're using gmos that can withstand withstand roundup 
to kill all the weeds and shit, and then we consume that, and people are getting cancer and shit from the Roundup. That's sh- that shit's horrible. This it goes so again, much deeper. I'm not against GMO. People hear, oh, you fucking GMOs are safe. It's, it's not the GMOs. Is GMOs allow farming practices that are harmful? Right. You know, it's not the fact that they are GMO in and of themselves. But just want to make that clear because it, people will fucking freak out. It, it, it just goes so much deeper. You assume yeah. people listen to this. Like, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. There'll be that one person. But uh, so, but I, we've got pretty far afield from maybe Black Lives Matter. But um, but it's all end, tied in together. Man. At the end of the day, just fucking love each other, man. Like that's all we can do here at ground level, man. Right? We're, we're all cut from the same fucking cloth, like. We're all we're all fucking people and, working, trying to make the best for ourselves and our families. And we we if we try to hold each other up and support each other and uh, support our communities, that you know, I mean, and you, and take the time to reflect. If, yes, if someone is saying that this is this way, take the fucking time to listen, interpret, and then process your feelings after interpreting them. You may not agree with them, but you at least need to hear them. Yes. Yeah. That's something that we've really lost is having civil conversations with people that hold differing views. Someone, someone that I work with, you know, they, they were telling me that, you know, they, they deleted Facebook because they started feeling like a privileged white boy. And I was like, well, that's kind of the point. Like you need to be aware of all of the changes that are coming and, you know, just reflect. You said, mm-hmm. you know, it is not difficult to reflect and say, it was like, man, I was really a fucking ignorant ass at this point in my life. It's not fun on your mind. Oh, no. Uh, growth is, is never easy. No, it's, but, it's never easy. But it's fucking necessary. It, like, and from an individual level and God damn it, on a national level, we can sure see it's not easy. No. no. But, but it's absolutely necessary. The The worst thing you guys can do during this whole time is just shut your ears or your eyes to all of this you know just listen watch educate yourself that's that's the best thing you can do for all of this grow from this yeah um i i mean i'm very very hopeful that all all of the protests that that the energy out there that really wants change i hope that we can focus that that we can get some change accomplished, um, preferably without more violence. Um, but uh, at the very least, you know, at the individual level, you know, we can all, as you say, take that time and maybe make our lives just a little more uh, open and uh, um, empathetic. And and over time, maybe that's the way to change things as a whole. It's just person by person, community by community, you know, seeing each other as people, um, lifting up your own community. And as each community gets lifted up, it lifts up the whole. I mean, that sounds really fucking easy when I just say it like that, but we all know there's a lot of work that goes involved in that's involved in that, but. Um, obviously I don't know the answers, <laughs> but God damn it. We need, we need, uh, something, we need uh, something to change. But work together. God damn it. 
work together. Yeah. So that's a perfect segue. This next song is called Ad Astra, which anybody in Kansas should know that means to the stars.
That was Ad Astra. To the stars. To the stars. The other half of the uh, the Kansas motto is um, per aspera, right? Through difficulties. Yeah, through hardships. So um, it's apropos, yeah. I think. <laughs> Very fucking relevant. If if 2020 has has done nothing else, which it's done a lot, if, if, if <laughs> it's done nothing shit. else, it's certainly given me plenty of fodder to write lyrics. So yeah, we yeah. were. See, you we might see some scared. themes. Yeah. You might see see some themes we running through the next the album. album. 2020, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> 2020, get the fuck out! And Jesus, uh, while that was playing, we were kind of sitting here talking about. Um, you know, essential, quote unquote, essential workers, really just being expendable workers. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it it's every day, man. Like and, the fact that our higher ups are were required to wear masks well before we were required to wear masks. It just speaks volumes. Yeah. You, you said something about like there's an inverted pyramid. Yeah, so where like, CEOs at the bottom and yeah, the, they they advertise the whole company as it's an inverted pyramid. I'm not going to give any names because I've probably given out on another podcast. But if you listen to all of the podcasts, then you'll get the insight. Don't give it away though. But at the, at the base of the pyramid, it it's a uh, it's the CEO, and then it works up from there, and that that is how the company is carried. Um, it starts how the hell does an inverted pyramid stay standing exactly that's what I'm fucking saying and with all of this COVID shit man like I've watched from the district level from the regional level just treat my workers like dog shit not give a fuck about the the workload the stress Mm -hmm. just the capacity for us to do work and you know I've got to worry every day today about like you know, if someone's going to catch it, who all is going to fall after? You know what I mean? Right. I mean, we haven't had any casualties, thank fucking God, at work. But I know if we were to get one, it's going to demoralize the whole team. And I, you know, I'm preparing myself for how can I, as a manager, like, work through this shit, you know? like yeah. It, yeah, it's definitely something I never expected to have to deal with in my fucking twenties. Yeah, and I'm like, well, I'm sure that that's something <laughs> no one probably ever expected to deal, deal with, with ever. In their life, yeah, yeah. dude. It, I mean, this is literally unprecedented. It's it's insane, and I I'm just grateful I shouldn't say that. that I shouldn't say that the Black Plague. In know, well, in our lives, in our, lives, in our I'm, generation, I'm yeah. Just, um, I'm so grateful in modern history. In modern history, yeah. right? I'm so grateful that I invested in like my team and developed that loyalty, and you know, everybody is there for each other. Um, the, yeah, that you know, we're all just there to achieve the same common goal: get the job done and go home. Yeah. And but it struck <laughs> me when you said, "I don't mean to jump subjects, but I'm going to a little bit, maybe." But that's you said the inverted pyramid. It just means it's like that's how. Our economy is structured. You know, we have the majority of people down at the down squeeze at the bottom with with just very little wealth, and then most of the wealth is owned by very few people at the top, and that's not sustainable. No. It's it's because and we're experiencing it sooner it, or later. Those millions of people, hundreds of millions of people down at the bottom, are going to get sick of that. They're going to realize the game. And they're going to change it violently. Well, and the thing is, is it's 
we're not we're not even sitting here talking about redistribution of wealth. Mm-mm. The problem is the federal Federal Reserve. So you have this top one percent that's hoarding money. They're not spending it. So when there isn't enough money in the economy, what happens? Federal Reserve chucks out some more money. Right. We don't have enough gold to cover that money. There, mm-hmm. there is no legitimate value to the paper that we spend. And hell, half the time we don't spend paper. Most of us no, do it yeah. electronically. I heard, yeah. oh, I can't remember the number, but it's, I want to say it's something like it's some preposterous percentage of money is purely digital. Yeah. It's not even printed. Well, yeah. It's just digital. That's, that's something that we absolutely have to like just realize that comp like internet currency is becoming a new form of like wealth. Like, like I don't know a lot about cryptocurrency. I know this is this isn't what you're talking about necessarily. Right, but, but no, same concept. It's but, fucking wild, dude. But cryptocurrency is like I don't I I want to learn more about it because it's really intriguing because it's not um it's not you're not able to tamper with it, with the value right. of it. Right. It's already you like know? fucking predetermined. I'm right. Like, how is it predetermined? <laughs> it, it it gets technical, and that's where I don't want to speak out of school on right. it. But it's some interesting shit that I it, want to learn more about. It's well out of the league of fucking education, man. Like, colleges don't teach you for that shit. No, oh, yeah. Maybe maybe in an economics department uh, you might get you know, some of that. But My, my sociology teacher at uh, the community college here in town, he he put it best. He was like, you know what higher education is good for? It is recycling the working class. And I said, oh, fuck, man. <laughs> like, I absolutely love sociology. If I could just take it for shits and giggles and get a whole degree out of it, I would absolutely do it. If I it agree. didn't cost so much fucking money. Oh, I'd go to school perpetually. Like, I love school. If I, would, I didn't have to pay for it, and I, I, if I got paid to go to school, I would just do exactly. that. Exactly. Like, I would, I would, I would do it. it for the rest of my fucking life. And I think that's... I think that's kind of the problem is that, you know, they charge you an arm and a leg to become educated. And whenever you become educated, you start kind of opening your eyes to all this shit. And that's why they put the price tag on it because they don't want you becoming too, you right. know, right. too knowledgeable. Don't get woke. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Matt, you're speaking to, um, something that's, uh, I don't know, a really complex issue, right? Like modern money theory, modern modern monetary theory, basically after World War II, you know. We got, so, a, we got a free pass it, to print money. Yeah, it's like, it's like 78% of the world's resources are valued in dollars, which gives us the ability to basically have infinite money without any repercussions as long as, as we use that money wisely, which we are not doing at all, <laughs> at all. And when the world says, hey, you know what? Fuck you guys. We're not going to value oil in dollars anymore. Right. We're not going to, you know, all these assets, we're, we're going to use the, the fucking yen or some shit. Like, That's what's going to happen. Yeah. That then, then we're U.S. Fucked. is in real trouble. Yeah. And like. That that day, depending on how things go from this point forward, it could happen ten years, it could happen fifty years, or we could change it around. It we could we could make this freaking last if we start spending wisely. But it's not it, the the issue. We we're not going to run out of money. We just run the risk 
of our the money world not being worth a damn. Yeah, the point. well of the world basically turning against us and say, "Hey, you know what? Fuck you guys. Yeah, we're done. We're done with you." But, but here's the thing, um, I th- and I think this is one of the good things that comes out of COVID is that guess what? We're not fucking self sufficient anymore. We rely heavily, extremely heavily on China, but mm-hmm. the rest of the world in general. And there's absolutely no reason whatsoever that we can't right. be self-reliant. So many things have gone wrong since we tried to get on this globalization kick. Yeah. I, think- I don't want to sound like I'm a, like like a, I'm a nationalist, you know. But there is something toward protectionism, like but you know, protecting workers in your nation first, putting them before right, you know, workers in China or workers in Mexico. I'm not. I'm not disparaging those people needing jobs. But here's the thing: but either your either, country's people either first. you and the rest of the world goes 100 percent global, or it has to be national. Right. There, and, there has to be there, some level of that. There, well, I mean, there is no. But I, I'm talking economically. I'm not yeah, talking about like that, that's devolving into racism and no, and, no, no, no. and shit like but, that. But that's what I'm saying is that you know because we have these multiple currencies and multiple values, and you know we just write our own checks and yada yada yada. You know that gives the foreign powers that that power to say, you know what, fuck you guys, we don't like you anymore. And then shit, we can't do anything. We need you for this. I I think another important observation from all this COVID shit is just how how easy it is for a lot of industries to be able to work from home. You know, they they had to make full conversions to be like, everybody stay home. You can work from home. That they weren't letting on about. You know what I mean? Like, well, I think I think people have a really hard time paying somebody to stay home yeah regardless of if they're doing work or not right you know it's like yeah it's just a mental mindset it's like if if they're producing if you can measure their productive input or whatever like that should be what matters yeah it doesn't matter if they have pants on or not well right right. it's even if like you know i've had a a friend of mine that was a former co-worker you know he said that he had already completed his work for all week so he's just sitting there getting paid and i'm just like companies don't like that (laughs) no no No, i know and i i fully embrace that i i think if you get your job done you're fucking done and that is okay that's why yeah yeah they value that amount of work so not not you just sitting around wasting time so here so hear me i might get fired for saying this on the podcast if any of my like direct supervisors were to read this or listen to this. Well, think about what you're going to say before you say it then. Well, I don't give a fuck. All right. But where, you know, like I've I've been commended for the the outstanding loyalty of my team. You know, like if yeah. someone were to cross me, I've got guys on my fucking team that will go out and they'll fucking bury them. Like <laughs> that's just how tight my my freight team is. And where direct management would fail Whereas, you know, you do this, this, and this, and this, the manager would be like, okay, now you need to do this, this, and this. I'm like, man, we fucking did more than enough. Like, a little fucking off never hurt anybody. And I think it's absolutely productive. because I do too, yeah. because that's for morale. Yeah. Right. No, yeah. and they don't understand that. Like, 
by investing in your guys, giving them that time to like, all right, my boss is more than pleased with my fucking work. Like, and he's totally cool with me fucking off. Like that is great. Yeah. But there's, it's, um, in my job, you learn very, very quickly that, that going above and beyond gets you nothing but punished. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, I, I I will never advocate for someone, you know, milking the clock or doing, you know, but right. I always tell someone to make sure, make sure that you are working safely, right? Make sure that you are being careful and doing your job to like the letter and, and because, um, as soon as you start rushing, trying to, because they pressure you to get you to do more and more and more and more and more. But there comes a time where you're either going to go so hard that you're going to hurt yourself, right? And then it's going to be your fault, and they're going to fuck you, or you're going to make a mistake because you were trying to hurry and you had a lapse of of you know and attention then, or something, and you make a mistake, and then they're going to fuck you. Yeah, they're going to. And it just leads. Yes, it just leads to your demise. Mm-hmm. So and and it sucks that it's that way. Like like that's another systemic fucking problem in management with you know that it's. It leads to a less productive workforce. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I well, think I think it, I think I think metrics in general have destroyed any kind of pride in work. Well, yeah. the, there are the paper thing, pushers living hundreds of miles away that are trying to tell you how to do your specific job that have never even seen that job being done. The yeah. thing that and I stepped stupid. up to whenever I was a supervisor, I was like, I we just need someone that fucking treats our freight team like human beings rather than numbers. It has nothing to do with productivity. It has nothing to do with this, that, and the other. If you invest in your guys, they invest in you. Right. And that is the most important lesson. And I I think that, I mean, I'm sure that you can find examples of, of corporations that do that. Right. And it pays off. Yeah. Um, one that comes to mind, um, I don't know, it's probably a spectrum, you know, but uh, like Costco, as far as like big box stores, mm-hmm. pays their employees very well and gives them very good benefits and i think that their success is is due to that mm-hmm. um there's like some really big like uh patagonia was a case study for me in business school where they like um have uh on-site daycares and they uh like will you know, um, allow people to go out and surf and do outdoor activities and stuff because it's going to get them in a relaxed state and like more focused on their job because they, they do like, uh, outdoor clothing and, right. and sports stuff. But, uh, um, but I was just like, that's fucking cool. And the numbers show that that works, you know? Right. And I, I think the ideal job model shouldn't be hourly. I think it should be, this is your job. So let's let's take my job for example. Okay, I fix copiers. Okay, I may go a day where I don't get an actual fucking call. So before this COVID shit, I'd spend all day going and cleaning machines for mm-hmm. preventative maintenance. Okay, that that makes sense, right? <clears throat> right. But you know, it. I I think if you have a, okay, well you have these, and you know anything after this time unless you want to you know if you want to go above and beyond maybe you're in the same town and you want to go ahead and knock it out so you don't have to come back the next day mm-hmm. but you know, these are your jobs for the day 
And when you get them done, you're done. Right. You know, I I can see a flip side to that because you're like, oh, well, fuck, if I get this shit done quick, you know, you might not do the best job. But I think having that incentivizes you to do well, to do better. You know, you even, know what I mean? Even yeah. with my associates. Because if you do better on, on, on these, say you have four calls, you do really good on these four calls, you're not going to have a, a problem with them for six months. Right. You know, but if you hustle through them, you'll be back next week. Right. You know, so the better you do, the less you have to do. Probably depends on the job, like my job, that wouldn't, well. But you r- have a route. R- rural mail carriers do get paid that way. Right. But I mean, and, they, I think but, if so you have your route and if it was, you know, just that's your route. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you could get it done by noon, sure. But the, but then the thing is, the, but, the oh, thing well, is, you've got four more hours that you can work. You know, well, but then the thing is, it's like, well, let's stack your route to be as maxed out as possible, right? So, so that they, it takes uh, ten hours every day be, on a normal day. Well, and the benefit of that is, we can four. pluck this employee and throw him out. You know, yeah, right? yeah. Well, and it's so even, it's 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 hard. But what for some uh, in your situation, I think that works very well. It sounds like it would work very well. And you know, in my situation, it it definitely benefits me because we're the overnight team. I am the sole manager on duty, right? So a lot of what I do is behind the scenes, you know, in the shadows, because we're the most isolated out of all of them. And you know, I've had to have several conversations with my associates about you know if we're gonna do a job. We're not going to fucking half-ass it. We're going to do a damn good job so that way they don't have to question it or critique it. They just yeah. know that that's the standard. You know what I mean? Right, right. If we have to come back and touch it twice, that means we're doing double work and it's bullshit. So. Yeah. Well, it, that's just a good way to be in life. Absolutely. General, yeah. Don't, don't half-ass two things, whole-ass one thing. Ron Swanson. <laughs> <laughs> but see, I, I would take that over... Well, your numbers aren't here. Yeah, you know, numbers. You start talking mm-hmm. numbers. You start talking metrics. So I'm like, fuck you. There was there was a job interview I had. Um, yeah, sure. I'll take, one. Um, I'll take one. There was a job interview I had at at one point. I can't I can't remember how it all went down. Um, but they were asking me questions, and there there was something about. One of the questions was, you know, will you obey or, you know, something like that. And I, my response was, I, I don't, I don't like that question. I don't like that word. Mm-hmm. They're like, what word? I said, obey. I said, I will do my job. But I will not obey. I, I, but I am, I'm, you know, I'm not. Not your bitch. Yeah. Basically, obviously I didn't get the job, but. Fuck them. But yeah, don't throw obey. It's it's very authoritarian. Yeah. Well, that that brings me like whenever I interviewed for the company, right? There was this there was this one manager that did my interview. Oops, bro! How much you been drinking, dog? Like, look at all these bottles. I'm just I'm just making room on the table. Is all. But uh. You know, he asked me the question. He was just like, you know, if you had a customer that would come in and ask for you specifically, 
would that be a good thing or a bad thing? And I said, or like, you know, would that be beneficial to the business or harmful to the business? And I answered, I said, well, if everybody is doing the same job, that should how it would be. They shouldn't ask for a specific associate if everybody's doing the same quality of work. Right. That's a good answer. Yeah. Very good answer. Well, that manager didn't like it. He said, really? oh, so you would turn them away. I said, no, 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 no. He said, if they asked me for specifically, of course I would answer like, and you know, give them the best service possible. But the in a, point is, but in a perfect fucking reality, right? Everybody should be doing the same quality of work. That that isn't even a fucking issue, right? And it it was one of the hardest fucking interviews I ever had in my life. And I was like, and I blame my former manager at Subway for that mindset because she gave me shit all the time that we'd have regulars come in and ask for me specifically, right? And I I swear her up and down. I'm like you. <laughs> well, if the rest of the fucking employees did as good as I did, <laughs> that's exactly, wouldn't be an issue. And that's that's how I feel. I said if right. everybody did a superb job, it wouldn't be even an, even a question. It'd just be standard. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So I don't even know how that tied into the last thing. We we've had quite a bit of drink, so Yeah. That's but, okay. But you know But it's definitely this this podcast is from the heart. Can we yeah. can we title yeah, absolutely. can we title this one like from, from the, heart. the heart? From the heart. So like it's not the funniest podcast probably we've ever done. Definitely not. Hit some serious no, topics it, here. Yeah, no. Daryl would have helped the funny for sure. Um <laughs> it, it, if anything, it's been uh, kind of cathartic for me. Just no, for all talking of us. about these things just, and yeah, getting yeah. your feelings out there and you know sometimes we just need an outlet to release right. it all. Right, and so. maybe maybe something that one of us has said, I'm thinking very optimistically here, <laughs> but yeah. maybe someone will hear something, oh, I never thought about it that way. Yeah. Or, hey, I never heard about that thing. Maybe I'll look that up. Right. Yeah. Or, you know, you, you might just think, fuck, he's an asshole. Yeah, right. <laughs> and you know, and that, I'm okay with that. That's I mean, your yeah, opinion, that, man. That's your opinion, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've already had my, my say about opinions, you know. And just fucking a big fucking Lebowski up in this bitch. A like, world without opinions would solve so many problems. I'll drink to that. <laughs> I hope that came through the mic. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it got yeah, there. Yeah, I heard it. <laughs> Loud and clear. 10-4, good buddy. That's a Texas-size 10-4, is it what I say? <laughs> so we want to do some more, or we want to wrap this guy up? Oh, I th- well, uh, we got we, some more songs. We do. We have, we have one more. We got one more? Yeah. All right. Well, we better play that one more. All right. Well. And then we'll do a closing after. Right on. I, uh, I'll i tell you, when we wrote the, when I wrote this song, it, it, I titled it Quietly um, because one of the, the key lines in it is, we will not go quietly. Um, but I, I lost a friend to cancer not too long ago, and he had a he, – he was actually a – he was a bass player for Edge Over Edge back in 2000. Um, so Quentin would have been a toddler. He didn't even know what a bass was at that point. <laughs> I still don't know what a bass is. This is true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, you know, we'd been friends for a long time. And uh, just life and different things kind of took us our separate ways. Well, 
we talked off and on over the years, found out he got lung cancer. He was a, he's been a welder for as long as I'd known him. Even became a, uh, instructor for Fort Scott community college in welding. Um, but years of, of that, uh, that exposure, I guess, uh, he ended up with lung cancer and, uh, but anyway, after Edge Over Edge, he had done a couple of different musical projects and um, had a short-lived one with uh, a former guitarist of Edge Over Edge that was called A Quiet Anger. And so after his passing, it uh, it occurred to me that, especially with the state of the world, um, some of the themes in that song, that, 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 that title just fit. And so I reached out to Adam, the the guitarist, and got his blessing. And I reached out to um, Justin's wife, and uh, got got her blessing. I didn't know the rest of the band, so I'm just sticking with the people I know. Uh, but I got their blessing. So this is this is now called a quiet anger. Um, while ly- lyrically it, it may not pertain to him, um, the title is definitely. Definitely a shout out to Justin Gardner. Uh, Rest in peace, brother. Rest in peace.
Well, I, well, you know, honestly, I've had a shit ton of fun with all the little fucking intros and, you know, reverbs and reversing the <laughs> hell. Yeah, man. That's fun. Uh, well, that was a quiet anger again quiet for everybody. Anger. Um, Rest yes. In peace, Justin. Yes, absolutely. Much respect to he and his family and all his friends. Um, I did, I know who he was, who he is. I'm sorry. And, but I did not know him personally, but, um, he was a hell of a musician. I've, I saw him perform with uh, signal three. Um, Actually, you probably saw him perform with us at that first bone fest. Okay. I probably did. I probably did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I want to play at a fucking bone fest. That sounds like fucking metal as shit. It was was fucking, that was a great time. Welcome to bone fest. Like that's fucking metal as fuck. Um, (laughs) So many of those great outdoor parties they don't do anymore. You know, what the fuck was around here? Right. Hey, social distancing, man. It's, it's cut some shit down. <laughs> well, but honestly, the outdoor shit should just fucking be booming right now. Right? That's what I'm saying. I mean, the way things are opening, just spread out. I mean, face it, you know, we've been playing local for a long time. There's very little mosh pits at our level. <laughs> right. You know what I was saying? Oh, yeah. Most people got their lawn chairs, their kickback with their coolers. You know, you can spread that shit out. Hey, that being said... I, I did put on my resume that I survived the seven dust seven dust mosh pit at Rock Loma seven and hate breed. I, I survived both of them. I got my abs, absolute ass handed to me, but it was <laughs> it was by far the one of the the best times of my life. That's awesome. What pit were we in at Rockfest when I was trying to keep your mom and you out of it? It might have been was it Stone Tower? No, because Stone Sour was after it was dark. It was still light. I think out. it was the Wiggles. All, yeah. All that remains. Maybe. I don't remember. It it's been so the, long the problem the problem with being a dad in a mosh pit when you got your kid and your wife with you. Is that you're proud of your son for wanting to join the mosh pit, but you're also no, like no, don't no. get trampled, son. That you're not enjoying the music anymore. You're just trying to keep people safe. Uh, yeah. When people bump into you, you want to fucking kill them. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, I was fucking on point. I, was, I, I could tell. <laughs> I could tell because you guys didn't let me join the mosh pit. But right. now that I'm a grown-ass adult, hashtag still figuring it out. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag you're on your fucking own. <laughs> Been on my own. Um, that, you Here know, I go again on my own. <laughs> when I, when I uh, jumped into that hate breed mosh pit before Seven Dust, there were like seven, like, where's the gym, you know, type dudes in there. Oh, like, oh yeah. They were fucking ripped. Like A abs, pecs, all of it. <laughs> <laughs> but I was I was blown away by the amount of, like, just support for each other in that mosh pit. Because if someone hit the ground, it was your fucking job to get them the fuck off that yeah. ground. Like, I, I probably flew three feet in the air from being hoisted up by these <laughs> fucking buff dudes. I, do, I don't want to say that's exclu- exclusively Midwest, but I guarantee you there's there's plenty of places that that would not have happened. Right, you sure. just would have got trampled to death. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and I, I really do have to give it to like Midwest courtesy because 
Like, everybody was just there for each other. It was the most beautiful fucking mosh pit I'd ever been in. You know, honestly, I think even <clears throat> assholes know their manners. Just the assholes that choose not. Right. Well, even... <laughs> So even after the mosh pit had ended, all of us were like fucking, you know, bro hugging, shake, shake, handshake, pat on the back, that type of shit. Yeah. These fucking ripped dudes that just rocked my fucking world just threw me around like a rag doll. They were like super supportive of the fact that I was even in that fucking mosh pit. Yeah. It was, fuck yeah. It was unreal. Like, Rocklahoma was by far the most patriotic fucking thing I've ever done. I cannot remember the show, but I was at Kane's one time in Tulsa and my glasses got knocked off my face and someone fucking recovered them for me. And right. I thought that was amazing. I just wrote it off like I'm fucking blind to the rest of the night. <laughs> right. They're gone. <laughs> you know, so that was amazing. No shit. Yeah. No, it, people can surprise you in a good way sometimes. And I really do got to give it to Rock Loman because even whenever we had that gig there and you know, you and I, Matt, walked, you know, campsite to campsite to just hand out flyers like, yeah. "Hey, we're playing at this campground." You and I were fucked up by the, by the end of the campsite endeavor because they were just giving out fucking shots, they were giving out fucking <laughs> whatever. You know, I, I have a huge problem with paying that much money to experience something like that. I enjoyed playing it, and I enjoyed being there. It's just the cost to it. Right. It's I mean, hard to justify the cost. But when you are there, man, the people are fucking amazing. Oh, yeah. Right. It's a cool experience. It, it really is. <laughs> it was really unreal. How people do it annual, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean... I think like if I didn't have a small child at home and I could afford to just if I to do have, that, if that I, it'd if be I, great. It'd be fun. If but. I didn't have a music obsession. Yeah. <laughs> if I if just you, wanted to listen to music. And not play it. Yeah. Right. Oh, also to anybody that is listening to the podcast. Okay. So I put this offer out that said, you know, I told Callie, I was like, if you buy me a Dingwall guitar, bass guitar, six string. I'll put a ring on it right then and there. <laughs> first come, first serve. That's all I'm saying. Like, <laughs> if someone comes out of the fucking woodworks and says, hey, I've got a fucking dingwall bass guitar, six string, pink swirl. <laughs> Bye, Callie. <laughs> I, I, will, I will fucking marry you on the spot. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and he's going to put his dingwall in your pink swirl. Yeah, I will dingwall that pink swirl. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, shit. Sorry, Grandma. Oh, God damn Sorry, Grandma, if you're listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> Don't yeah. invoke Grandma's name. <laughs> Podcasting? Yeah, hey, you got to do what you got to do, man. <laughs> oh. oh, shit. But, hey, at the end of the day, man, I know that this kind of was a lengthy podcast about, you know, maybe not the funniest material, but everything was from the heart. I don't give Come on, man. If if she's going to watch it, it is what it is. If she's going to beat my ass, if grandma's going to beat my ass for vaping, okay, right. whatever. You own that shit. I, I will. I'll apologize right to her face. <laughs> and then I'll receive the, the lashings. <laughs> but, uh, You've seen the last, pa uh, the, the, the last what, what is it? Uh, the Passion of the Christ. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll look straight up like fucking. <laughs> Cat of nine tails, your ass. Jesus. That's Christ. That's, yeah, that's what it's about. It's about Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace, JC. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, it's my boy. It's my boy. <laughs> it's my boy, JC. For my homie. Yeah. Oh, shit. oh, my God. <laughs>
<laughs> but uh, I know this podcast was kind of lengthy and not not exactly the funniest, but everything kind of came from the heart. And, you know, at the end of the day, just take care of each other. Just take the time. If you don't understand the situation, take the time, reflect, listen, and try to understand. Just try. If you try, I will hold no no grievances grievances upon you but take a breath and stop being reactionary this fucking world is crazy we're just got to take it one day at a time as i would say take a second to process your feelings like uh, again my initial reaction to everything was was somewhat uh, i hesitate to say nihilistic but just i wanted to burn it all down and start again because i was like we're so fucked. And it's the, like everything is it's insurmountable. Like I felt like like our problems were insurmountable. Zach, the but, the, the um, way I describe everything in terms of my personality is I just call myself like an optimistic nihilist. Like nothing fucking matters at the at the end of the day just be fucking nice to someone. Like if if at the end of the day at the end of the road nothing that you did mattered, don't make it harder on someone else. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. I get just, it, but just, just be fucking human. You know, yeah, yeah. Humane. Like I, I want, I want to, uh, I want to see the light. You know, I want to see that we're we're moving towards something right better. Yeah, right. I want to see that we're moving towards something better. I, I think if we, you know, if, if we all just individually strive to move toward that something better, have have some, you know, get out there and organ. Don't don't just randomly fucking vent your frustration but organize even toward a goal a specific goal even and get it done even if we don't live to see the glory put it forward so that way someone else further down the road can see it totally with you that's a large part of our problems we we don't think in the long we don't think in the long view (laughs) shout out to hate breathe my favorite hate for you song. Also, I totally survived this fucking mosh pit, and it was metal as fuck. <laughs> now we get to see if someone takes us down for putting putting that on the podcast. Hey, yeah, let, well, let's place our bets. Who's going to copyright it first? <laughs> like, like, <laughs> if there was enough in there. Yeah. Hey, you'd be surprised. Like, two seconds? Man, it's free game, man. No, I know. I know. It needed to be said, <laughs> but I hope I'm hoping we can find a better way than destroy everything. Hey, burn I'm hoping it. we can. And we, I not, think we need to. And if not, no, we need but, to destroy everything. Fucking burn the, it down. The, start can, anew. There, there are peaceful ways to destroy everything. Down, let it all burn down. Burn it to the Yo, ground. Yo, Poppy, play some, play some fucking. We'll poppy be safe right now. and sound when it all burns down. So that'll probably get flagged right there. So yeah, just me singing it. <laughs> so you singing that the the song that spoke to me was fucking turned me into a street fucking concrete street. Con- like, yeah. <laughs> no, I fucking love the last song on the album because it brings it all back together. Dude. It's like three of the songs. It recaps them all. It recaps Yo. the themes of the songs. It's a, that album is so good. So no one it really. Gives, is. I bet, uh, dude. This podcast. If this podcast is good for nothing else, it's just me extolling the virtues of Poppy. Yeah, no one. If no anybody that talks shit, shit on Poppy, I'm gonna destroy your ass. If, I'm if, gonna fucking if, throw fists. 
If fucking no one gives a you shit, might not man, catch COVID, but you'll catch these hands, motherfucker. <laughs> EOE endorses Poppy. Not that no one gives a shit, but God shit. damn, amazing. That's the that's the amazing song music. of the year. Or not the song, the album of the year, in my opinion, so far. It's pretty fucking good. Not even the Tool album. You know, it was last year. Oh, was With it? That and, it was and last summer. Uh, Here's the thing. Old. The Tool album was Tool. Poppy album is something new. It is. That's it true. really is. That's true. Keep on trying. Don't cry. Keep on trying to bite. I'll fucking drink to that. Yeah, I tell you what. If, it, if it's Deftones and Gojira and Poppy, we're fucking going. We're fucking there. We're fucking going. Bite your One and where. Well, before it was going to be up in KC. Who knows what's going to happen now? It'll probably be 2021. Hey, all I know is someone got a brand new truck and someone said that we're going. So. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's on. Just imagine if Maximum the Hormone came to the States. Oh, my God. Wouldn't that be amazing? dude. All right. We talked about the bottleneck. I I know. We're probably trying to wrap it up, but I'm just going to keep talking because fuck it. But um, we talked about the bottleneck. Has anyone heard about the state of affairs at the Granada? In Lawrence, I have not. I have, I have not, not looked at it though. Because God damn it! On March 10th, I was supposed to see Haken. Devin Townsend, <laughs> Haken, and the Contortionist, and it got canceled because right at the fucking last minute, it got canceled for the COVID shit. Yeah. The fucking trifecta, right? Man. I was like the day before. I was like, nope. It might have not been the day before, but it was definitely like within so, a week. I have seen the Contortionist. Really? Yeah. They, yeah. It, they were on the Nothing More tour. I'm not going to say that I'm like a huge fan of them, but honestly, I would like to see them live, though. Honestly, we watched Kira, um, and then it was uh, oh, Big Show or something. Uh, but they're the, honestly, they were a prog band. I can't remember. It was Big, so, big Booty Judy. Also, guys. Yeah, maybe, but then it, then the Contortionist came on. Mm. Are we, and we watched about half their set, and we're like, well, I don't really care about nothing more, so we out. <laughs> uh, also, I mean, our, they they are incredible musicians, but yeah, it just wasn't vibing with me. But also, that was a Canes, and it was cool. Are we out of bottled paps? We are. Well, yes. Okay, yeah. so everybody needs to draw at least one random fucking bottle cap. So that we don't have we to get a random. No, 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 Why? no, no, no. How no. many? How many? If he's got, got five. Then he has to. I've got four. I've got you four. four? You got I've four. got four. So, okay, so everybody needs to draw one random. It's a twelve. No, 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 no. It's all right. We, this is what, the way we do it got, every time. No, this is this is not how poker works, Zach. No, 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 no. We take the top hand. It doesn't matter how many you have. Well, I fucking won. So, what do you got? Uh, the winning hand. What do you got? <laughs> what do you got? I have king high. No. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, yeah, king high. I gotta see how it's laid out. I've I've got ace high. Okay, I've got two, three, four, and what's your fourth one? Eight. You got shit. You got eight high. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Zach won this one. <laughs> I win. He wins for once. I win. Yeah. All right. It's bullshit. Nice. It's bullshit. <laughs> you talking like, shit hey, the whole time. I know. Hey. You talking shit. Oh, you guys hey, are in trouble. Hey, hey, let the record show that they didn't want to draw the the fucking fifth hand where I would have won. Oh, so. wait, wait oh, a second. You want to? What, okay. did, what did you have again? I had 
two, three, four, eight. All right, how does one thing bridge the gap between four and eight? I would have had a fucking flush. No, you wouldn't. No, you would have had. Well, okay, let's put fucking. Oh, wait a second. What are the suits? Let's put three up, three down. What are the suits? Do you have four of the same kind of suits? Yes. (laughs) Bullshit. (laughs) Side eye bullshit. All right. I've got two of the same suit. Yeah. I win. Hell I win, yeah. bitch. Yeah, he won. He won one. Okay. That's fucking, good. Fucking dog shit. On yeah. that note, I'm the winner. We're going to sign off with that. We're going to sign off with that. And we're going to give you a little teaser of one song that's not even finished yet. Um, and just because Zach absolutely hates the drum beat I came up with. But also, just <laughs> fucking take care of each other, guys. Fuck, it's going to change. Man. It's all right. It will change. I'm going to fix it. I'm going to fix it. It's from the heart, big dog. And I just want to say, before we leave, before we end you with this little nugget of joy, um, please, if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast on YouTube and click that little bell icon so that you can be notified for uh, new episodes. And then also, we are on Google Podcasts. We are on Spotify. Uh, I found out magically that i guess we're on apple because some of our stats say that some of our listens are coming from apple so i assume that we're on apple so if you you can probably find us on apple podcast too so um go ahead and do that and hey, and we'd love it hey we also want to uh share uh if you would like to protect your hearing and still hear everything just turning the volume down we encourage you to look at eargasm earplugs Go to eargasm.com. It's a goddamn orgasm for your ears. Exactly. Especially if you're listening to the Edge Over Edge or Off the Edge podcast, either one. You saying that, dude? I just had an eargasm. Just stick it it in your ear hole. Yeah. Yeah. Use promo code high space fidelity and uh, you save some money. Get some earplugs that you'll be able to hear everything just at a lower volume. Yeah. No uh, flat frequency response. It will not uh, fuck up the EQ of the things that you're hearing. Preserve it will not your cut hearing. out frequencies. It'll just lower the volume. Preserve it so that way you can listen to the rest of our music. Yeah, it's totally self-serving. Absolutely. All right. Here is Chimera. <laughs>